0: something else is up. Oh, that. Let's get rid of that. All right. Cool. And my burger. So that's how we begin the episode. I'm just like, I'm walking away. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Um,
1: so <laughs> hi. Um, remember how, if you had seen my Facebook post, I had gone ahead and said, I am pretty sure that nothing's going to go wrong. Uh, starting off with like half the people, I don't consider that things going wrong. That's simply us being in a very relaxed state of mind. This being our uh, Christmas episode, our end of the year episode. And of course, JT has had a very long day as if I might my own, but probably his was a little bit longer uh, by a few hours. And he is off enjoying a quick snack while I am here entertaining you. So, hello everybody. I am Big O Ryan O'Regan. JT is over in the other room. We do have Mike behind the scenes once again helping us out. Hi, Mike. Uh, if you want to go ahead, yell out to everybody. What's up? I hope you heard that. Uh, he's going ahead monitoring everything. He actually has an iPad now, so he's able to go ahead and switch between three different cameras in order to show you con- you know conflicting views from your viewpoint. It could be either over here. Or you could be over here, or you can actually be over here. So this is probably like the most high tech we have been since we started this back in September. So I feel very happy and confident and full of joy that uh, we're actually getting to this point where we seem. Um, what's what's the word I want to look for here? Um, does legitimate sound
2: good?
1: Yeah, legitimate sounds good. So I'm going ahead and just. Uh, Entertaining you the best I can right now as I go ahead and I share the link out to everybody So if you did see anything from Facebook, I am going ahead posting that on the uh, JT and Big O page right now, as well as my own personal So hopefully everyone gets to see it in that case Um, What do you think? Uh, Just uh, we are live We are live And Peace publish and it's there on that page and I'll go ahead and share it from there so this way everyone can see share my post live on mine oh where, where would I be without a phone Seriously, where would any of us be without a phone God ahead it's sad to think that we've gone to that point. Especially with all the net neutrality stuff going on right now that we're almost to the point that if we don't end up having like anything settled with that, so many people are going to get fucked on their cell phone plans and all the stuff that they do. And it's going to be like a detachment because people are just not going to be able to keep up with everything and everyone's going to get throttled. Not that we have to worry about that now, so that's good. Uh, So... Obviously, we're going ahead and we're doing the show today. Um, As usual, I can't necessarily say that we have a lot planned, Um, but I can say, if anything, we're going to just talk about a couple of Christmas-oriented topics once JT gets back in here, and we're probably going to do a slight year in review, um, just some general uh, notes of interest, you know, movies, games, television uh whatever we think comes clever and we're just going to go ahead and say how the year was for us and maybe even talk about what we plan on doing in the next year so this way we give a better experience for everybody uh i myself know that uh, in the next year i am hopefully going to be working a lot less because working right now during the holiday season at either of my jobs is killing me slowly uh i can only imagine what jt's is like uh considering he had what uh he got home around 3 a.m was 19 that it hours. 19 hour day this man <laughs> has worked and he's still coming in to come entertain all of you so i mean give it up for jt on that one that is
0: i might find myself
1: that <laughs> is impressive that is that is scary to an extent but impressive
0: not even the longest day i ever worked um
1: But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, obviously we do everything here from JT's place. Uh, It's all his equipment. You know, he he is the mastermind. So the fact that he went ahead and was like, you know what, screw it. No, I need to sleep. No, he wanted to go ahead and be friendly for everybody with
0: a Bailey Bear. Why do you you have a Bailey Bear? I have a Bailey Bear because Kristen Comer, a partner in crime for some previous projects, gave this to me as a Christmas present. So this is my Bailey hug bear. It's now hugging this. So uh Kristen, thank you very much. I don't know if you're even watching this or have ever watched an episode of our show. I'm sure she does because we're a great show. But but again, thank you very much. I really really appreciate it. Oh, that's nice. So in regards to Christmasing, uh
1: who do you usually buy for? Is it just family or like do you get stuff for other people? Okay. <laughs> All right, is the bear going to co-host too? Put the bear down. (laughs) So, yeah, who do you usually buy for when it comes to Christmas?
0: Uh, Put me on the spot so that people know how you do avoid me, don't you? Uh, (laughs) uh, I usually... uh, Mostly family. So, uh, immediate family, like uh, mother and father. Mm-hmm. and Occasionally, uh, maybe someone else, if if I see someone like, oh, I know this person really wanted this, I might get it for them, but mostly family.
1: Yeah, same. I mean, with my family, I mean, we really don't mess around too much with the extended family. It's me, my mother, and my sister. And on occasion, usually my uh, aunt and my uncle, my Aunt Maureen and my Uncle Bill. Hi, if you're actually ever watching this. Um, and that's mostly because they're the ones who have been uh, the loyalists you know always sending me like a fifty dollar check every Christmas, so it's like you know they're the only extended family that actually I would say reaches out every year, so it's like I have to you know because they're, they're like the the only other tie I have so I mean not to say I don't chop for friends but the the friends are usually a little bit trickier because unless it's one of those people that you're hanging out with twenty four seven you don't know what they have. You know, so it's hard to go ahead and get something for them where it's going to be meaningful, but then it's like, oh shit, yeah, you got that with your own money because you're an adult. <laughs> so, I mean, it's different with kids because obviously kids ain't buying themselves shit. You can get them whatever you want and they're going to appreciate it for like three days and then throw it away. But an adult, always harder, always harder.
0: Well, uh, me and my parents actually talked about this recently because uh, we get into a fight about this every year. I go to them like, so do. You, what do you want? And they're like, I don't know. What do you want? And I'm like, I don't know.
1: Are you close enough? Huh? Oh. Hi. No. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm just saying, you make
0: the point to make sure I put the mic up to me, so I want yeah. to make sure. Yeah, I'm like half awake. It's like I, I set up all this stuff, and now I'm, my brain is fried. Now I'm done. <laughs> this, this
1: this is part of the fun stuff because, you know, I'm just trying to – like I've got to be the responsible one, and it's like I have, I'm enough with that when I drive drunk
0: people. <laughs> I don't want to do that more. Um, yeah, I was telling Brian this. Uh, I woke up this morning with a hangover without the fun of actually drinking the night before. This is actually I, – I feel somewhat <laughs> drunk, and I didn't have one drink. Uh, it's uh, – but why why such a late day what? uh, nothing I can really get into because the company is sort of like uh private towards its inner workings yes, but it basically uh there was a bit of a scheduling snafu, and I ended up covering it and tried to grow some brownie points
1: uh you're too responsible um but anyway, uh, getting back onto the whole Christmas present thing um again, not to necessarily put you on the spot, but I did go ahead and get you a little something (laughs) for going ahead when starting up the whole show and everything. So, Merry Christmas! Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate that, sir.
1: Well, I mean, there's the candy canes and fitting this camera. Yeah, that's a multi-variety pack. That's the cherry. That's
0: a sour. That's a
1: blueberry and a lemon.
0: And one of them is going to be a surprising uh, almond one, just to kill me in secret. I don't think so. Not with candy canes, right? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm joking. Like to say that you were. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the gift. Well, I mean, you didn't even check the inside. Oh, oh. thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, for none of you who know, uh, we are big uh, Applebee's connoisseurs. Well, more so, JT, than anybody else oh, I yeah. can think of. I'm one of the few millennials who does support Apple. What? What camera am I? Looking? Yeah, I am looking any, at any my of camera. them. Any of them. So. I, I am support. I am a big supporter of Applebee's as a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I count as a millennial? I don't know. I'm like 1985. Um, I think I'm like on the border of millennial.
1: No, you, you, yeah. I mean, I'm probably an older millennial than you are, but I'm like right there ah. on the cusp. So it's one of those things where it's like um, anything from ah, like 81, 82. <laughs> I think is where it started, and I think that's probably because I think they're looking at millennials as like. Okay, so we were the first high school class to actually graduate in the year two thousand. So I think it's like it's the generational that starts there, and, and then Mike, from on. Did uh, you just put on the main camera? Sorry, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you would be a millennial, but you're on the lower tier of millennial. You're, you're not like you know still in your twenties and like you know, damn the man, but you know <laughs> still give me a million dollars. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the, the very devi- divisive, I suppose. Um. Anyways, uh, and I don't want you to think that I'm looking for any kind of Christmas gift in return. That's not why you do gifting, all right? You do gifting because you want to give something to somebody. Mm -hmm. However, if you want to make it up to me come (laughs) May 23rd when my birthday rolls around, I am completely fine with
0: that. Will do, will do. (laughs) Hey, you know whose birthday is a week later? Uh, From mine? Yeah. Whose? Mine. (laughs) Oh, well, fuck that. (laughs) God damn it. I forgot that, like, I'm, I'm uh, like, actually maybe a week and a half later. Ah, shit, so that
1: means, like, anything you do for me, it's like I gotta <laughs> throw it right back anyways.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the shitty part about gift-gift thing. Uh, me and my parents, we made a deal, so we actually, none of us actually bought gifts for each other, we bought gifts for ourselves, and we're gonna give money for those gifts for each other. And when you think about that, it's like, it's, now it's a money exchange, it's like, alright, who's giving more money? I'm gonna give you this so you can give it right back to me that is some trump level Christmasing that is it is is well the reason we do this um, it's the fact that I've learned with my parents at least uh, that surprises are not always the best one year I bought them a surprise and they really really did not like it and the reason they didn't like it isn't because uh, they felt I wasted my money on it. It's like, you could have put your money towards this stuff. Yeah, but Why their parents, buy- they're
1: always going to say something like that. They're, no matter what you spend on a parent, the parents are always going to think that you spend too much on them because Lord knows they've always had to have the investment in you, but that's because they were older and you were younger and you needed to be raised. Now, when they get older, unless they're in like an old folks' home and they need special care, they're going to think that they're completely well off no matter what. that That's just adulting. You know? you're, you're always going to think that... No one needs to waste time and money on you, but you can waste time and money on other people. It's a vicious cycle, so it I wouldn't is. necessarily worry about it.
0: And it's why I hate gift-giving.
1: I don't mind it. The thing is, I while I hate to necessarily do gift cards, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's either I get him something like uh, game-oriented, but I don't know what he's been playing lately. Uh, I get him something anime-oriented, but I don't know exactly what he has and doesn't have, and... I don't know if he's watching any of the new, new stuff. And as far as uh, camera stuff, if you saw the shit he has here, (laughs) like, I I would be afraid to get him anything else because I'm afraid he may not have room for it. So that was, like, the easiest thing that I know he could put away and eventually use because I know he's going to use it. And the candy is just, you know, a topper. But... I don't mind gift giving. I'm, I'm just one of those ones that I'm not the biggest fan of gift cards simply because I like to personalize the gift. I like to actually put thought into it. I like to think about, okay, what could I get this person, and I really want to put effort into it so that this way, even if it's, like, inexpensive, it's still got meaning to it.
0: Well, you can do that in a gift card. For instance, I'll, I'll point out, Mark, and actually you and me, we, we got it lucky because you and me, our birthdays are in May the well, people who has their birthday in December I always mm. feel bad for them because people always look at them and go do I really need to get you a birthday gift and a christmas gift oh
1: so but there's the twist of that because if they're so close to each other you can just really throw in for one good gift and then you're good for the rest of the year
0: yeah, but it's still, you're kind of cheating him. Uh, that actually is the policy I do take, unfortunately. But you are kind of <laughs> cheating him. But uh, with with my roommate uh, talking about gift cards, uh, I knew he was going to an event that I couldn't go to because I was just very busy that day. Uh, so I was like, well, I know you're going to this. So I went out and I bought him a gift card for that event. Oh, okay, so. that's good. But, I mean, that's timely. I mean, if he mm-hmm. wasn't
1: going to that event, <laughs>
0: yeah, what would you have done? Yeah, but it's still to say, like, gift cards can be personalized.
1: I suppose, yes. And, but, I mean, that's probably, like, less often than
0: not. Um, By the like, way, I'm not being rude. Uh, I am looking at my phone, but that's because we don't actually have a way to monitor if we're live right now. So, I'm just doing that to monitor. Sorry. So, what, you're actually checking on the phone to see if we're, like, live
1: camera yeah. in camera sort of thing? Yeah.
0: We're going to do it live.
1: Inception. Um now as for New Year's, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything planned for New Year's? Do you do you usually I do gotta anything? Say, for
0: that? Isn't New Year's like the the weirdest holiday in the world? It is no one thinks about that holiday until after Christmas, and then you have one week of just full fledged <laughs> dedication. Now you could think of a million uh New Year's Eve commercials that's all done in one week. Well, I can
1: understand the ridiculousness of it, but, I mean, how often do you usually have, like, two holidays back-to-back like that? Every year? No, But I'm saying, it's only at this time that you have a holiday, like, a week right after another holiday. When else does that happen during the year?
0: No other time, but it's just, it's that weird thing to think about. It's like, this entire holiday season, the the whole thought of it all happens within a one-week period, and then you don't think about it again the rest of the year but the advertising in that one week is so powerful and so much mm-hmm. that you you probably have seen like planet fitness ones and the new year's oh, yeah. eve balls and stuff like that and that's all done like within a week. Oh okay so some of the shows will probably be promoted way before that but not nearly as much as before not fitness. as heavily
1: no and that's understandable because a lot of places they want to go ahead they have their sponsorships they want to get all the christmas shopping done first and then once all the shopping's been done, and the next day everyone goes to the stores and returns all the gifts they don't want, then they have the money to use towards New Year's. And I don't know. I, I, I want to do something for New Year's, but I don't know if I'm even going to be able to. That's the problem. The past couple of years, I've actually ended up having to work, whether at one job or the other. And last year, phew, that was pathetic. I uh, walked out of there with like maybe 50 bucks uh, after working past midnight, and... It wasn't worth it, but if they have a party and I have to bartend, then I have to bartend. You know, rent comes first. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, if I, even if I did end up off from both jobs on New Year's Eve night, at this point, I would know so late in advance, I don't think I'd be able to go anywhere because everything would probably already be like booked up or reservations would be made. And I don't know if I would be able to do anything, and that's the shitty part of it. Like, Christmas is easy to handle. Like, you just go ahead, you give the gifts, you're done. Mm -hmm. New Year's, you got to find the location, you got to worry about how you're getting there, you got to worry about where you're sleeping, you got to worry about what you're wearing. It's like going to prom, but without all the social awkwardness until the champagne hits, and it's like after midnight, and you don't know where to go and what to do or who to do.
0: What, 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 (laughs) what? But, uh, no, and actually, the uh, awkwardness, I've I've always been, I'm a bit of an introvert, so I've always been kind of conservative, maybe a few parties here and there, but I do remember the one year and talking about, like, uh, all the awkwardness after the champagne, and, uh, and then who you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. I just remember the one year I had two women, actually, uh, who, one, had a major crush on me and just had, like, uh, called me right after midnight in a drunken rage to just tell me all this stuff. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean... Drunken rage. Not a drunken rage, okay. but just...
1: Stupor. A stupor. Yeah. Drunken stupor. Okay, okay, go. okay. Because I was about to say, it's like...
0: Nice. All right, all right. Uh, good good man, good man. Not this individual. I just like playing with this bear. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, if it's like, it, it turned it, out
0: to be that person. It was not that person. I just like playing with this bear. Again, thank you. <laughs> so, okay, we know Ish. who
1: JT is taking to New Year's. Apparently the bear.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll take the bear. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Can I, I, there's nothing I can really do with this bear. I don't want to put it here because it's uh she's blocked off by the big O logo. Um nowhere to really put her. Oh well. Yeah, put her up here. There we go. There. there Co
1: host. And I'll do my best not to knock it over. Ah <laughs> uh, so. In regards to, you know, your New Year stuff, do you have plans this year
0: or no? No. No? Yeah. I I don't even. I I live day to day at this point. (laughs) Uh, Likewise, unfortunately. Didn't we plan this like three days ago? What, this this? Yeah.
1: Essentially, but I mean, that's nothing new, unfortunately. No,
0: it's not. But like I said, just living day-to-day, it's like, we. you're like, should we do a podcast? Like, we should do a podcast. And here we are. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I know what we
1: tried to do at the beginning, back in September and everything. Like, you know, the idea was maybe weekly, and we do it on every Sunday. But then Sunday was like your only day off, so they didn't want to monopolize. So it was like every other, and now, obviously, with the holidays and work and everything, we're lucky to do one a month, so... I almost have to ask, and again, not putting you on the spot, even though this is apparently a a thing that we do, uh, I end up putting you on the spot of things on all these shows, Mm -hmm. which you know, hey, if that's a going trend and you people like it, fine, but um, where do you want JT and Big O to go into the new year? I'm not saying necessarily January, but do you have any aspirations for the new year? Not...
0: Resolutions, aspirations. Not to put it on the spot with the show. I don't really know where I want to go with the show because like I like I just said a few seconds ago, uh I'm living day to day. Right. So it's usually even when I threw this together, it's like, what are we gonna talk about today? I have no idea what we're gonna talk about today. I'm just gonna throw up t- like half the time, uh he was actually complimenting me before, so I really have to thank him for this about all the technical stuff that I do for the show. That ends up being most of my thought when we put the show together. It's like, all right, I need this camera, and I need these wires, and I need these microphones, and I need these lightings. And then once we sit down, it's like, all right, we're just gonna start talking, and something'll be there. <laughs> but, but for aspirations oh, for next roomy cam. Hi, roomie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care.
1: I got the standards. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's also uh, a part of the issue. I mean, we, we we do have to give props to the you know.
0: Yeah, my roommate, who is actually my landlord, who, who lets me live here for money. <laughs> well, let you live here, and you know, is nice enough to say, okay,
1: yeah, you can use the living room for this when you, when it's available and whatnot. So, I mean, if it wasn't for him, we'd have no space even to do it. Yes, no yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sucking up. I I'm sucking over but here's an aspiration i have okay all right at some point in the next year i would like us to really work on that whole setup from my place so that this way you don't have to go through all the trouble of setting everything up here and i can do some stuff from home because actually um outside of that i have a couple of things going on that i want to be doing from home uh I don't know if you've seen any promotions online or anything like that, but there's a new app uh, called Stardust.
0: Yeah, who that—that that was the
1: one that Nostalgia Critic promoted, right? Exactly. Uh, although I saw Stardust before Nostalgia Critic was promoting it because I watched the the Schmoesno and Collider and all of them, and a lot of them use it too. Uh, and I am going to go ahead. I'm gonna start doing uh, reviews from home and the little spare bedroom, I've got a little decoration set up, maybe you've seen it in a couple of videos already, uh, when I did the uh, the spoiled rotten review on uh, Justice League, but I'm going to be trying to do more from there, so I want to be able to have the setup there, and then when need be, you call me in, and I just go in, I, I take care of it, I'm getting a good camera, hopefully for Christmas, you know, fingers crossed, uh, I put it on my Santa list, and hopefully mom got it, but We'll see if I get that, and once I have that, I'll definitely be able to do the best I can from my location. So, okay, uh, we'll have the remote set up linked. Uh, we'll be able to find a way where, you know, we kind of do like uh, Steve and Larson on going in raw. You know, sometimes Steve will be uh, uh, home, mm-hmm. or Larson will be home. He'll be the one on the the webcam, and Larson will be in the studio. And uh, outside of that, I'll definitely be doing stuff on the Stardust app. I'm uh, going to try to do new movies, old movies, whatever I can get out there. So, I'll definitely be able to share the link if you want to go ahead and do that. So, this way, I'm not monopolizing uh, any of the time on the show necessarily for movie reviews because that's something we were heavy into, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that was mostly on me because, you know, one of the jobs is working at a movie theater. And even though it does crush my soul, there are a couple of things that come with it. One of them being able to see movies for free. So, it helps out with that. Um, and that's also going to go along with the Facebook live videos. I'm going to be doing the, uh, hashtag
0: spoiled rotten. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the one for justice league or no? I saw bits and pieces. Like I said, living each day. All right. It's by the way, if like, yeah, I want to catch a lot of your stuff. It's just, man, time sucks.
1: I I know. I know you, I'm not blaming you or anything. I know you have your commitments, but, uh, just to give you a brief and you all a brief idea. Uh, it's something I'm going to be trying to do. More so starting next year because there really hasn't been too much need for it right now. Uh, although there probably is one or two movies that could do it about. But Spoiled Rotten is basically going to be taking movies that have been divisive uh, in the theaters. Uh, in case of Justice League, uh, fans really seem to like it. Critics did not. And you can see that definitely on the uh, Rotten Tomato scores and other websites like that. So I go into it as to say does it really warrant the critic dislike if so many fans like it? Um, I could well, do the wait, same wait, wait. thing... Yeah, I was going to say. I could do the same thing with Star Wars, um, but I didn't want to do anything with that just yet because the thing is with Spoiled Rotten, that's the rotten part well, with well, the ratings you, and everything, but the why, spoiled... why would
0: you compare Justice League to Star Wars? You You say it as if the fans thought very differently of the film than the critics.
1: Exactly. <laughs> However... With Star Wars being such a hot topic movie, the thing about Spoiled Rotten is not only do I choose the movies based upon how divisive they are, but because I'd be going at it like a critic and I'd have to look at it from all points of view, it's spoiler heavy. And mind you, I'm not the kind of person that minds spoilers, so I know there's a lot of people that would probably be pissed off, so I wanted to wait a week or so. Let the movie sink into the consciousness. Let some stuff get on the internet. Let other people do spoiler reviews if they needed to. So this way, when I go ahead do my commentary, no one's getting pissed at me.
0: <laughs> oh, they'll still get pissed at you. Oh, I'm sure they will, but it's not Star as Wars. much. You can wait 30 years and give your opinion and people will be pissed at you.
1: Yes, but at least from uh, instead of here,
0: it'll be here. So a your letters.
1: Yes. <laughs> So chances are uh, I'll probably be doing a Spoiled Rotten if I have the time uh, between okay. Christmas and New Year's. So look for that on the uh, Real or Deal page or on Facebook Live. You can see it there. Uh, download the Stardust app. And, yeah, hopefully next year we'll have a whole different option for the format, make
0: it easier on you. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I discussed that with you, and I think my one of my problems was uh... – I don't like – I love – actually, I was going to say I don't like diving in technical. I love diving into the technical. <laughs> I just know that most of our audience probably doesn't like me diving into the technical.
1: However, when he wears the goggles and everything, the mad scientist in him definitely
0: does come out a bit. <laughs> but uh, basically what I was talking to Ryan about is I th- figured out a way that we could do it remotely like he said. And then I was testing it and it's like, oh, that don't look as good as I thought it would. So it's one of those things where i got to kind of tinker with it and make it better. There's a way I can, well, audio-based, I can make it really, really nice for like (laughs) $2,000. But I don't think I'm going to spend that much.
1: (laughs) Well, that's also another thing. Um, Obviously, when we started doing the podcast, it was going to be just a podcast. And, of course, it was my uh, evil little influence (laughs) to go ahead and say, Hey, how about we put some video on there? Because, you know, me being the actor and entertainer that I am I have an ego so I like to put my face out there when I can even though my face may not be the best in the world I still like displaying it it's like driving a gremlin you know it may not be the best car in the world but god damn it if you have one be proud of it hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> so with that being said I was also thinking since we want to go ahead and we have the video option to go ahead and put out there Will we also be doing just the audio and put that in some podcast areas? Because, I mean, it can be done to an extent, right? We just take what we have before we post it and oh, just yeah. clip off the video and post the audio. Oh, yeah, it, it
0: is. And, and there's different places to put it for iTunes to sound. Wherever that one. Ah, man. There, there's options. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about And the problem is it's... When we're in the moment here, this show, I'm thinking about the show, and a day after this, I'm thinking about because I'm editing and I'm putting it online. Beauty of actually streaming though, I don't have to do shit this time. It's it's there, you have it, watch it again. <laughs> you might be watching it again right now. Hi. No intro, no outro, nothing like <laughs> just, that. It's just there, and I got I got the logo
1: right we're, here. We're pretty much standing there, <laughs> zipper open, cocks out, deal with it. But uh, not now. But you know, just saying, figuratively. <sighs> Hey, 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 not, not with three guys in the room,
0: man. Come on now. How about her? You, no one knows what, what I'm pointing at. Exactly. I also got to fix these cameras because... Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're not live. Here, you want to throw that up just to show them what we're looking at right now in that camera? But, okay. Well, oh, no, now it's and good. now, now good. Fixed. It, it fixed. Never mind. Never mind. Be- before, <laughs>
1: it pretty much looked like how I see through my glasses when it's
0: been raining. That's how it looked like. Yeah, here, here's the other thing with Ryan, too. And, uh, I'll admit <laughs> the other to, thing
1: with Ryan. <laughs> that
2: sounds so bad. Yeah, Ryan,
0: Ryan's so nice to me. Like, I know I do this. And I'm just like, well, this dickhead right here. Because <laughs> I'm a douche. Like, you uh, son of a bitch. No. I have a question. Yes. You guys doing this live or you're just
1: recording? Oh, we're no, we're doing it, it live. Oh. We're live. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all uh, O'Reilly on this and shit. Live. God damn it. Well, <laughs> I mean... Oh, before,
0: oh, awesome. Oh, ah, nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pre- You've been officially wait. embarrassed on live. Oh, but, what, what, not yet. He's well, got to open it. It's, it's Christmas Eve. Should, should I open it now? Should I open it later? Okay. <laughs> all right, let's open it now. Woo! We're doing it
1: live! <laughs> Liking the peanuts, all right?
2: Oh! oh.
0: Now, oh. I, now I really do have to get him a good gift.
1: <laughs> oh, a very nice standee of Vashti yeah. Stampede. Oh, oh and that, wait that's wait. from the movie itself. That's from Bad Lion's Rumble. Very nice. Yeah, it's nice. Watching, in my oh, no, no, yeah, it's definitely fun.
0: Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Next time you walk by, I'll shake your hand.
1: Merry weeaboo Christmas, you filthy animal.
0: Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I can't deny it. I love this thing. I am a weeaboo. <laughs> There, it's on oh. camera now too, so Ed can make fun Be- of you. Better forever. a weeaboo than an otaku, I guess, but <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. One's from the actual country, one's from our country. Yeah, but I think like otaku
1: has a little bit more of like a negative <laughs> connotation, whereas weeaboo, I think, I'm is a, just I'm, playful.
0: I'm not replacing you, Bailey. I'm just adding a friend. <laughs> <laughs> there, and you have an extra seat. <laughs> Meryl never go. looked so good. No.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: Enemy. Enemy. What so, were we talking about? <laughs> well, okay, you were going to talk about me again. Oh, the thing oh, with this Ryan. dickhead right here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, and it, no, it's not like that. It's but basically, um, yeah. When I started this, I wanted to do a podcast because day, day, blah, blah, blah. I said it five times. Um, and it was just an easier thing to do. And I just felt, hey, it'd be better just do audio base. And he wanted to do the camera stuff. Here's the thing with me I bitch about the camera stuff all the time. And then I add the more cameras. He's not telling me to do this stuff. He didn't tell me to add a three way camera setup. I was just like, I'm going to do a three way camera setup.
1: And <laughs> then tell you to do the three camera. Then tell you to do the lighting. Then tell you to get a guy to do
0: the three camera setup. Yeah. I actually. There. Here, Mike, you're on. What's up? <laughs> there you go Hey there <laughs> I have a microphone yeah, we, don't, we can't hear what he says But there, he, th- there's our director I'm moving like. my lips And just pretend Make up what I'm saying
1: <laughs> he, he, he said he's just gonna Move he, his he lips said... And we're gonna make up What he's saying So it's kinda like um, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 sort of stuff It's like
0: <laughs> it's, a funny shit.
1: it's like It's like Godzilla's coming
0: No What's the beauty with the other two cameras? The main one here is actually a really nice camera. The other two are just shitty little web cameras. No, so but i just it's grab like, in point around. It's like
1: main screen, behind the scenes.
0: Main screen, behind the scenes. Exactly. Know? I actually do have another camera. I could have added like a fourth one for him down there. Okay, but, now, now you're going camera <laughs> mad. It's yeah. Like,
1: More cameras!
0: At all the sources.
1: <laughs> Vince but. McMahon ain't got shit on me!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Vince McMahon once... Uh, uh, busted a thirty thousand dollar camera live television, so yeah,
2: he's that's, got the
0: money. Yeah. Well when you're a billionaire I think you can afford to destroy a thirty thousand dollar camera. But as a technician when I see that I'm like, is it thirty thousand dollar figure nice video <laughs> camera? <laughs> I know there was probably some part of you that just like
1: Oh, my heart my poor heart.
0: It made for a cool image. You might even remember it was during the Triple H Vince McMahon feud, and Triple H set like a camera in the middle of the ring and he goes, Vince, this is for you, and he takes a sledgehammer and he bashes it right down on the lens. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, it was a cool was, shot. It was but that it,
1: was thirty thousand. Oh. Yeah. The,
0: the, well that lens alone was probably ten 000 to fifteen thousand dollars. Well provided it wasn't a rental. I hope it wasn't a rental.
1: Well, I'd hate to think that they
0: imagine actually went the rent- ahead and just bought it outright and then broke it. <laughs> well, imagine the rental company. It's like, Vince McMahon's bro. Brought- what are they doing?
2: No! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, they better have paid the insurance on that one. No.
0: but Don't worry, we reimburse <laughs> it between- behind the XFL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, you know what? Getting into wrestling. Um, since I did make a mention of, uh, you know, stuff we've been talking about. Uh, did you want to do, like, a uh, year in review? You know, we go ahead, we just take a subject and say how it felt over the year. Yeah, sure. All right, so. See
0: how much I remember over this year.
1: So, year in review of wrestling. Let's start off with that. Make it easy.
0: Special effects.
1: Yes, because we're doing it live. Could you imagine if we have like an actual edit board or like all that? You know, just someone to like phase in like a star wipe just because.
0: This could do it. It could do it. We could do star uh, I think I could say it too. I got other stuff here. So that's the cube wipe. Whoa! Uh, that's just a regular wipe. Ah! Ooh! So it, this actually does a lot. I just programmed it for three cameras because I'm was in a rush. <laughs> but this this is a full fledged program system here. By the way, VMix. If you guys want to start your own podcast, it is fucking amazing. I've been working with this stuff for eight years. Check it out, Vmax. All right, I'm not. I'm not even getting paid by that. I should, yeah. but
1: <laughs> oh no, maybe if, you know next year we'll get some sponsorship. I mean, hey, I mean, if two guys in Jersey, a uh, living room can go ahead and set up something like that with wipes and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, why couldn't other people think they could? Might as well promote. Yeah. But so you not can just that, set no, this up. Gonna...
0: Just set this up in our room. It's not like any of us are uh, uh, a professional broadcast engineer.
1: No, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> never. No. <laughs> Anyway, so back to what I was saying. Yes. You're in review of wrestling. And I'm talking wrestling overall, not necessarily WWE.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, obviously, I think um, New Japan has probably made its biggest stride in, um, you know, being cross-cultural. Uh, obviously, you've got the matches with, uh, uh, what is it, Okada and uh, Omega. Mm-hmm. That More people have probably talked about that than most of the matches in WWE. And it's certainly a selling point. Everyone's talked. I think this is the most I've ever heard Kenny Omega's name, ever.
0: Yeah, he he's become a big star and never been the WWE, and he is now legitimately up there. I've seen him in anime. <laughs> Actually, so have I. <laughs> yeah, is is it the one? Is it the one wrestling
1: anime where it's like you know? He's kind of like looking him in the Bullet club. There's like him and two other guys, and they all come to this town where this other wrestling group is, and they start stealing all this one pastry that the one guy wanted to eat, and they ate them all. And then some bakery comes out with some sort of strawberry parfait thing, and him and one wrestler guy like go and race for it and like fight each other for the dessert.
0: No, but I want to watch this now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw it online somewhere. I think on YouTube. I forget exactly what the show's name was, but it's like a comedic uh, anime. So obviously. But yeah, I mean, they make him look like such a dick. But it's like, yeah, that's who he is. He's a villain. He's supposed to be a dick. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like he's so popular. It's, that's the thing. We've probably seen more heels become popular this year than I think we've seen uh, faces really endure. It's like it's like a reinvention of the NWO. Well, I mean, not even so much with like you know someone like Kenny Omega, but look at someone like The Miz. Probably has had, like, the best year on record for him. And that's, inclu- that's including that one year when he headlined WrestleMania. The Miz, I think, has actually transcended from being just a mid-card person to an overall
0: company guy. Well, yeah, and, and this is one of the problems I find with The Miz right now is who's the best heel on the, on the uh, roster. And I don't count Roman Reigns because he's not supposed to be a heel it the the main heel right now is the Miz, but they still treat him like a mid card heel. It's like he should be in the the world championship picture at least once, even if it was against Brock Lesnar. he should have been like two matches this year at minimum, but they they never really bothered with it. They kind of just kept him in the mid card with the i c title
1: well, I mean right now he is pretty much like the main heel to an extent and
0: they and this is the problem I find with the w w e and i it's it's just a they don't really tell stories very well anymore. It's like like my motto for six times saying it, mm-hmm. uh, living day-to-day. That's how WWE, I feel, just does everything. It's just they're living day-to-day. Well, this person's going to lose days, but we've been building him for three months. Yeah, yeah but we're just going to uh, kill him off today. Like, whatever. Yeah, it, no, no. No one will remember. Yes, they will. And that's why you get Bray Wyatt.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's easy to see that uh, sometimes they're just dropping the ball and they're just living in the moment. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I mean, just going back to what I was saying, heels this year have made prominence more so than any other type. I mean, you look at some of the big ones. You look at Samoa Joe. You look at Braun Strowman. You look at Brock Lesnar. You look at Bobby Roode.
0: Which actually, you, you point them out as heels, they're now actually faces. I think to a degree. I think Bobby Roode is a face. I think Braun Strowman's, even though he acts heelish, he's I think he's considered a face at this point. But that's by the way, thing. for those who don't understand uh, wrestling terminology, face is good guy, heel is bad guy. Right. But that's the thing. It, don't but, worry, this portion will be over at some But point. that's
1: how WWE <laughs> operates. You know, once a heel has enough, you know, popularity, they'll go ahead and they'll turn him rather than actually keep them steady and consistent, like say a Stone Cold. Stone Cold, when he was just, you know, heel-ish, you know, he was still up there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they made him, like, you know, goofy, ridiculous, playing on the guitar and wearing the funny little hat that, you know, he started losing any momentum. If they had just let Stone Cold be Stone Cold, he would have been fine. And uh, that's the they,
0: they did let Stone Cold be Stone Cold. That was Stone Cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then the whole Vince McMahon thing. I was like,
0: no. But that was Stone Cold. That, that, that was his idea. The, the best thing that came from that was What? That was it. What well, I'm saying is you're saying you should just let Stone Cold be Stone Cold. That was Steve Stauston's idea. That was him saying, I, I'm getting boring as a face. Let's let's turn me heel. And then them doing all that to try to turn him heel. And all it did was kind of, as you said, killed his momentum. Right,
1: but that's the thing. That wasn't Stone Your Cold being view, Stone Cold. That was Stone Cold <laughs> choosing his Stone Cold, you know. But point being, I like the way heels have been. You know, they've been attracting people. They've been significant as opposed to just being throwaway for any of the faces. Even the faces today. I mean Roman Reigns, no. I I am so done. I am tired. I am so I am weak. I am uh I, I am like this with Roman Reigns. I cannot win anymore with Roman Reigns.
0: Well <laughs> I I think part of the problem with pro wrestling these days is you have two live <laughs> wrestling shows every week. You have a monthly pay per view and, yeah, it's the, they want to make this person the face, but you're already burning them out so fast. If you have Roman Reigns over a period of, like, let's say you run, like, four pay-per-views a year, and you see him for four pay-per-views, and he shows up at the shows once in a while to promote them, you're probably not going to hate Roman Reigns as much. When you see him every week, and he has the same boring-ass promo every week, and you know the results of every pay-per-view match, nah, you don't want to see him anymore. You are not The Rock, you are not The Usos, you are not
1: Jason Momoa. You are barely a Rikishi. He's not John Cena.
0: And here's the thing about John Cena. People got sick of John Cena, too. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you do reflect on what John Cena, who he is and what he was, he wasn't bad. He was really good. He was not the chosen one. We chose him. And it's just once they got in that path, it's like, well, we don't want him anymore. It's all tough. This is who you chose. Yes. <laughs> but he was really, really good. Roman, I just think, just kind of kind of just goes with the flow on stuff. That oh, yeah. was what they wanted me to say. It's like, yeah, but you made it shitty.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know who we did choose, and probably the best face in the business? AJ Styles. Yes. I like me some AJ Styles. I've got I've got the blue gloves in the car, which is also blue, which I
0: also have named AJ. <laughs> so I'm gonna put him out as one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. And you can look at his entire resume and go, How can this man be underrated? He has held the WWE championship, the TNA championship, the well, New Japan the IPGW. And I always screw up the initials on that one. he's held every, every current major world championship or was at some point and and he's still underrated because no one ever has faith in him. And I just never get that. Well, I don't I think that's starting to turn a little bit this year. I mean, that match
1: with Brock, he he made Brock work more in one match than he has all year. And that's with the whole Goldberg bullshit.
0: What What was the best uh, Roman Reigns matches in like the last two years? His feud with AJ Styles. Yeah, pretty much. And
1: and that's the thing. It's like I almost wonder if he, AJ, brand- if AJ had not been a TNA original, would he be more popular and more recognized now?
0: No, because if you look at AJ Styles from his TNA days versus now, not, not that AJ was always really good, but he was always most talented in the ring. He never really developed a persona. I think the persona really developed in like the last three years or so. Starting yeah, after he left TNA. Uh, at the, his last year with TNA, because that's where it started to develop.
1: Well, that's when they were doing all the stuff with, like, you know, the drama with him and Dixie, and then, you know, he went off, he started, like, you know, growing the beard and wearing the coat, and he took that to New Japan, and took that to Ring of Honor, and, you know, then when he finally came over here, it's like, it was kind of like a little bit of, like, the old TNA, AJ back, with, you know, a little bit more color and flash, but it was still, like, the seasoned veteran now. Yeah. But... I almost was, I almost wonder whether or not the TNA stuff hurt him in the long run.
0: Well, I think any of that stuff will hurt you in the long run because Vince McMahon wants to kind of own his properties, and he's like, oh, "I didn't create that." He, remember, John, AJ Styles. Even though I think TNA never looked at him that way, he was the the franchise of TNA. Mm-hmm. If you if you hear the words TNA, the first thing you usually think of is AJ Styles, right? So that or Sting, possibly. And uh, I, I associate Sting more with WCW. TNA was always uh, to me AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, or not Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Christopher Daniels, Christopher Daniels, and uh, mo- mostly the TNA originals like Joe, Bobby Roode. Actually, when I think when I think TNA, I think Bobby Roode.
1: Oh yeah, back when he was part of the Canadian group.
0: Uh, the Canadian, Team Canada, yeah. and then later on, Beer Money. And Beer Money, yeah. Uh, he was the world champion there, too, at one point, along. And mm-hmm. James Storm was a champion. So these are the guys I think of. Uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm who, sorry. Who, I'm whoever was, was in the a...
1: front line battling Booker Teen, Kurt Angle, and all that.
0: The f- Yeah, in that. Did anyone else have a flashback to the Millionaires Club versus the new blood in WCW? <laughs> because, as like.
1: TNA in itself is like a throwback to a lot of things.
0: Come on. As I always call TNA, it's what happens when you take the budget of the financial management of ECW and meet it with the creative of WCW. Right. Oh, God. All right. So. Yeah, that think, was, so we went back to every year except this year. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I th- I think overall it, it's a good year for characters, a bad year for story writing, and I can only hope that with starting over the Royal Rumble and the fact that they're going to have like the first all women's Royal Rumble match mm-hmm. that it, that should already be like, you know, a key stroke. That that should already set the pace for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of really good women wrestlers. And plus the fact that, what's the best part of the Royal Rumble? It's the surprises. Like, mm-hmm. who's Roman coming out? Winning, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: swear to God, if Roman Reigns somehow gets into the Women's Royal Rumble,
0: <laughs> I swear to fucking God. I swear to God. <laughs> you think Vince McMahon is just over Triple H's shoulder as he's planning the thing, and he's like, there's no, not man. enough Roman Reigns here. <laughs> Yeah, get, but, get to, but it's all women Put them in drag <laughs>
1: No 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 They'll take Tamina Wet her hair Put a goatee on her And throw her in With like a vest or something Fuckin I would be a.
0: shocked If she just Gets that idea herself. like Well the, No one else knows me otherwise Cause when's the last time You really thought about Tamina <laughs> Unfortunately When
1: Lana started Managing her Such as that is
0: What And that's the role For Lana Make her a manager She's an amazing manager and they're like well we don't want her to manage like well you said no and
1: said you wanted to be a stripper wrestler
0: and even then not that much of a stripper yeah they they always, they had this this idea for like this uh really i'm sorry i keep moving away from the mic for this like really uh beautiful women wrestler and they tried to put like three women in the role and they all were terrible at it be fair, Emma probably wasn't bad. she's a really good wrestler, but right. it's just like that was not her character.
1: Right. Plus, she probably had like the best possibility for it, because even Marine, she had a great look, but while she was improving, it wasn't as much. And Lana, you know, she's had a good look. She, she's had a good look back when she was a manager. but her skills in the ring. No. Emma was the only one that really had the skills in the ring. And they tried to play it up. I mean, the, the pictorials. She looked great. She, she looked like she could be a model wrestler, something from like the divas era with some actual skill.
0: But to be fair, and you know, I'll, I'll say this even as a, a male wrestling fan, I, I don't even think we really need any right now because we just have so many really good female wrestlers. Do you really need to re inject the like? Well, they have to be beautiful. God damn it! No. It's, well, I, I take that back. I probably am wow gonna for that one. They they JT I, just <laughs> said all
1: women wrestlers are ass. <laughs>
0: Speaking of ass Bailey. Awesome. but now I, if anything is going to burn me for what I didn't mean it to say
1: <laughs> that that's that mush that it, it's, is, it's right? one of those
0: comments if you're talking to your significant other girlfriend <laughs> wife and you're like or a well,
1: camera of you know tens of thousands, who
0: knows. It's like, no, you don't look fan that dress. <laughs> that is my equivalent. No, actually, I think a lot of them are very beautiful. It's just, I'm trying to, the, the glamour, like, wrestler, the person, like, they're there because of their looks and not because of anything else. They get add. Did I save myself? Am I still am I still in the doghouse? Eh, no. All
1: right. Let's get away from wrestling for a second, so this way we can give you some reprieve. Um, and uh, let's go to another topic. You're in review of Movies. That should be a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm just getting over my stupidity.
0: Anyway, yeah, let's go into movies.
1: Um, as far uh. as movies this year, this was a year of, I would say, surprises. Th- this was a big surprise year because there were a lot of movies that hit harder than I would have expected. And a lot of movies that were supposed to have been terrific and they just fell terribly. Like, case in point, we start off at the beginning of the year. A movie like Split, surprise hit.
0: Yeah, it, well, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, nah, he can't make good movies. and I actually didn't see it yet. The only you thing, haven't seen Split yet? I haven't. And the only thing that made me even think about Split, which I I won't spoil here, was the ending. Like, I'd watch the ending of Split. Just because, like, nah, he didn't do that. What a twist. He did a twist did that a twist. I actually enjoyed. <laughs> uh, Split, like, if, if you happen to like any of his past movies, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, watch Split.
1: Yeah, you know, things like Signs or Sixth Sense or Unbreakable. Yes, yeah. any of those films. Not saying one in particular, but um, but... And then you have something like Get Out. I think Get Out was completely under the radar, more so, because Get Out didn't have the uh, acting recognition like you got with James McAvoy on Split. It was pretty much like, uh, you don't know anybody in this movie except for maybe like the dad, and look how good that came out.
0: You know this is going to be you going through a whole bunch of movies cuz you work in a movie theater and got to see them and I'm going to I'm sorry nope, didn't it's a watch passion. that, didn't watch that. We'll, we'll go to video games that. and anime after, I promise. <laughs> I promise. Uh yeah, it, there's a lot of good ones I heard and they're all on my list. Uh, Get Out was one of them. It was I thought that was going to be awful. No you thought pun it was going to be awful? Yeah, because it was like it was another Stephen King and it was a remake, and I was like, eh. And then well, it turned out that a lot of people really liked it. Well, okay, I didn't watch yeah. it, but I heard people liked it. Well, that, that, <laughs> that was the
1: scary thing, I think, at the point, because you had the Dark Tower with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, of all people, and you figured just the names alone would be able to bring people in, and that did not do so well. But then you get something like it with all these kids that nobody knows except for the one from Stranger Things, and one
0: of them was from Stranger Things.
1: Uh, the the one with the glasses, Finn uh, Whitrock, he's on Stranger Things.
0: Oh. Cool.
1: Yeah, he, he he's the one that um, what's a uh ele- eleven falls in love with.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy Rusev to you. Happy Rusev Day! Happy Rusev Day! Happy Rusev Day! Happy Rusev oh, we're back Day! we're back to wrestling now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lively. This is probably the
1: most lively we've ever had. Happy Festivus. Yes. <laughs> be Be careful with the bling, the pole. Don't Don't hurt yourself. But okay, so yeah, the, that was in Stranger Things. Right? It, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think I think the anticipation of uh, it was just enough that you needed, you know, just the fact that it might be the scariest film of the year, I think that was enough to really work with people, plus the fact that they did it around the fall, around Halloween time, if they had done it in October, I don't know if it even would have done as good, because I think more people would be upset that it wasn't as scary as people expected for a Halloween movie, but you put it in September, completely fine, you got the kids, you got kids going back to school, you know, it's something that everyone can relate to in some extent, so that's why I really loved that, loved that, loved Logan, um, I I want to say that I loved uh, Spider Man, but Spider Man just felt like a good Spider Man movie as opposed to the best Spider Man movie. Wonder Woman, big surprise for me, because it was DC and we didn't wasn't sure how DC was gonna go,
0: as evident as this past november i'm just gonna come and i think she saved the dc universe to a certain degree right now
1: she is the dc universe she she's the only shining star really at this point i mean we don't even know if affleck's gonna be around for the next film let
0: alone anybody else let me just comment on that real quick what the hell's up with affleck because he's in he's out he's in he's out like where, where the fuck is he now
1: i know it's like he's treating his career like his relationships So it's one of those things where I think, obviously, with the whole thing of him admitting he had an alcohol problem and working through his demons, you know, he's probably at a crossroads right now. That's the best I could probably expect of it. Um, And right now, maybe him working on something as heavy, as delicate as the DCEU or whatever you want to call it, it may just be too much. You know, that's why I think they're, they're planning for like the, what was it? The Matthew Vaughn, uh, Batman movie. I think he's the one that's doing the solo and he's going younger. So he's probably going to go more like a year one or early Batman, which you can't use baffleck for that. So you
0: got to go for someone else. I think after a while you need to give certain franchises a rest and Batman's just been like taken up for like the last 30 years. It's, it's time since 89. It's time for Batman to get a rest. He, he got a, bit of reprieve between batman and robin and batman begins but at this point it's like we just got out of uh well actually no i guess the dark knight rises was uh five years well no yeah but it's i think we need a right but that was a
1: different batman obviously and that was that's the difference between that and the others it wasn't like warner brothers was constantly trying to figure out what the next movie was going to be they christopher nolan had a set idea three batman movies that's it
0: that's what I want to do. I don't know if he had a set plan. Well, he knew how many movies, I guess, but I don't think he had a set plan because The Dark Knight Rises was all over the fucking place. It's the only no. one in the series I've only seen once. I don't know. I've lost count of how many times I've seen The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I've only seen The Dark Knight Rises once. Well, I mean, I think
1: the the stuff with like Bane being the villain and all that, that kind of like had something to do with it. I think but. that
0: was a great idea. Uh, Bane is a great villain. If you actually know the character and not the rawr, he, he's supposed to be a genius, but also with a like super physical strength.
1: Which I can't say that that Bane really had super physical strength. He was no, just probably he, stronger he than Bane. On that but, but that's the thing. Had Heath Ledger not died, would we have needed Bane as much as we did?
0: You remember that scene with the Riddler? I think uh, that would have been Heath Ledger. I think that would have been it for Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, possibly, possibly. Yeah,
0: even as I'm watching it and I'm seeing like, oh, look, the judge—it's the Riddler. I'm well, fairly confident that that wasn't be the Riddler. Joker right now. That's a scarecrow. That's a oh, scarecrow. That I'm was Kerry Murphy. Yeah. Why do I keep? Conf- he, he looks like you make a good Riddler.
1: Uh, maybe that's Co- why. Because keep- he's skinny with glasses. <laughs> you know that—that's what the Riddler is. You put him in a green suit. That's all he has to be. I mean, even Jim Carrey didn't have the glasses, but he was still skinny. So enough.
0: anyway, when, when you're thinking of the judge, like the crazy judge, or who are you thinking of—the scarecrow or the Joker? I'm pretty sure that would have been Heath Ledger's part. That that would have been a nice cameo, yeah. But I'd
1: say if you had someone like him still out there and moving around, you probably wouldn't have needed to lean so heavy on the idea of Bane and, you know, spoiler alert, Talia, of all things. You wouldn't have had him, you know, bring it full circle as badly as you did. Yeah,
0: t- adding Talia to that, and that, that's one of my favorite characters, too, and th- that was just poor. Yeah, nothing against Murray and Cotillard, but... You know, it it
1: was a weak sauce.
0: It it was a weak movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're probably right. You know, we're getting to the point where it's like the movies that they're punching out are getting to like that Batman and Robin sort of feel, and they're still going full steam ahead. They're going in with the Gotham City sirens, and they're going in with a <laughs> Suicide Squad
0: too. And well, Warner Brothers, and I'm talking about your review. Warner Brothers' back is against the wall now, especially if this deal goes through where. Disney owns Fox. Because who's, right. who else is there real that, competition? That is, the big, that is the big story of the past
1: month. Fox is owned by... Di- well, Fox Media, to a certain extent, is not owned, owned by Disney.
0: It's not owned yet. Right, it's, it still has to those, be a review. Yes. And it, just like AT&T trying to buy out Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, what will happen there.
1: Right, but... um if we know anything, it won't even be next year. It'll probably be 2019 once it's all finalized, because it's like, yeah. what, 18 months? Yep. So yeah. so don't
0: expect your Deadpool showing up with uh, the Avengers anytime soon. Yeah, as of right now,
1: any movie that's going to be put out next year and probably the beginning of 2019 is still all set with Fox or whoever else they're going to do. Anything that's in development, that's neither here nor there. But... Yeah, maybe Warner Brothers needs to take a break uh, after Aquaman, because that's going to be the next one.
0: Which, by the way, they did set up, like, uh, I can't think of the actor's name. I'm just awful at names in general, so if I ever offend anyone, I'm sorry. Uh, but the the actor who plays Aquaman... Jason I, Momoa. He's really, really good. I think, as long as he have a good director and a good story, that should be pretty good.
1: Well, I mean, they're obviously taking a, an approach to Aquaman that is only current. You know, they're not staying old school with, like, you know... Him just no. being like a glorified uh, king or anything like that. He's a dude, bro.
0: Aquaman is a dude, bro. My man. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that was Ninja Turtles, wasn't it? What? Uh, uh, from the Shadows. My man. No, Aquaman says it, too. He does say it? He does say it. Oh.
1: He says man. it when the cyborg picks him while he's been falling. You know, it takes him for a ride.
0: D- is it me or does Jason Momoa... Did I say the name right? Yeah, yeah. Does he look like someone who just should be promoting Surf Taco right now? I'm just saying. Does Does anyone outside New Jersey know what Surf Taco is? No,
1: but if Jason Momoa was promoting Surf Taco, I bet you a lot of fucking women would be going to Surf Taco.
0: it's
1: <laughs> like, I know it just from female friends I have. Mine who they, part of the reason they only went to see Justice League was because Jason Momoa was in it. Because you know that's that's Drago. That's that's who they wish could you know possibly take advantage of them one day, but would still. Tenderly cuddle them afterwards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I don't it almost makes me wonder if women who had never watched wrestling before saw Roman Reigns, would it be the same appeal? Because him and Momoa, they look so scaringly they they similar.
0: Very similar. That
1: whole thing with like the, the wet black hair and the goatee. You know, even Seth Rollins, you know, now that he doesn't have the yellow stripe, he's starting to look more like uh, Reigns than he does himself sometimes. Like, if you actually did, like, a match where you had, like, the face and face and it's, like, you know, competing against each other. I couldn't tell you which is which sometimes if I'm from a distance. It's just such a similar, you know, kind of look now. Like, long hair, black, goatee, the whole thing. That, if anything, that's my next Halloween costume. I'm just going to get myself a black w- wig. I'm going to wet it. I'm going to darken up the goatee here. And I'll wear whatever clothing I want.
0: That reminds me. I, I, I only had enough time to set up the three cameras with v I meant to actually set up one additional video. Which I will have on standby for every one of our podcasts from now on. What? Uh, Ryan has his own meme. Where he just oh, slaps okay. a guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Alright, so, it, if you haven't seen the meme, or the gif of it, um, it's a scene that was taken from the trailer of my friend Nidhi's mo- movie, uh, you know, Prince of Bollywood, and it's about this uh, white guy who was raised by uh, a Hindi family, who is a little sheltered, and he goes off into New York alone, has a lot of misadventures, and... Uh, there's a scene where I am drunk and I am pretty much berating him and fighting him and then if you see it in the trailer, I slap him a little silly and I just loved it so much because I looked kind of badass and it it looked so pretty damn realistic by the look of it I, yeah, I had, like the editing of it
0: yeah the the slightly moose hair and you're like, oh, you' oh yeah I'm not greasy as fuck, yeah and you're just like...
1: yeah so, so I figured you know what let me steal this and make a gif and just use it whenever. Uh, the Pretty much the meme set of is like, you know, whenever somebody does something stupid and, you know, you put me up and you make me slap them. Uh, I just did it recently um, when someone spoils uh, things for The Last Jedi and then it's me slapping them. You know, it's like it's, it's a fun meme and it helps promote my friend's movie. So, I mean, if I can do it double justice, so be it. I was um, laughing my ass off. Yeah, and yeah, again, uh, uh, the actor side of me is egotistical, so anything that helps promote me, I could do it. <laughs> but um,
0: yeah, so I said that that <laughs> meme is just going to be on standby all the time. When you say dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, just this is our this is Ryan's slap of the week. <laughs> Ryan's bench slap of the week. It's like fuck you. No, no, I'm not,
1: not going to hate Disney too much. I, I think they're like the, the multi-headed dragon that's just going to eat everything someday. But I, I, I'm a Disney Vacation Club member, so I have to enjoy them.
0: Part of me wanted to do this, and I didn't get the chance to. Um, I work actually right by News Corp. Mm-hmm. So uh, at some point on my way home, I'm going to just put a Disney sticker right against the uh, 21st Century Fox. Just just so everyone knows. <laughs> oh,
1: please do. do it and take the picture. Do it and take a picture. Will do. So this way it's been done. Um, all right, so let's uh, take a breather off here. Um, year in review of anime. How about
0: that? All right, let's see if what I can remember from this year. I, I can't do a full year review, so... All, all the the real weeaboos out there can uh, get upset me later. You didn't f- remember this or this? That yeah, I didn't watch it all. I remember like the last month of anime. Uh, well, I think the big one for me this year, um, was My
1: Hero Academia.
0: Duh! Why did I not? Well, you know what? That actually started like last year, but it, the new season was this year.
1: It, it started last year, but I mean, it really picked up pace. Well, with um. I think, with the, the hero killer arc and everything. Mm-hmm. So I I, mean, I really grew to like that show. And it was a nice filler for while we wait for One Punch Man to come back, which is going to be coming back next year. A lot of next seasons are going to be coming up next year. Next year is going to be crazy with anime. But as far as this year, I liked it because it was just such a quirky take on the whole, you know, I'm going to be the very best, but, you know, this guy's already better than me right now, you know?
0: It it's the new Dragon Ball slash One Piece slash Bleach slash Insert Shonen Shonen Jump anime here. Do, do you think it's going to be the the big show? <laughs> slash <Shonen> Naruto. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, people were saying that about like Black Clover
1: when it premiered this year, and obviously that hasn't really taken off as well I, as it should have. I,
0: I think My Hero Academia has taken off pretty well. I'm seeing a lot of the merchandise. I have one of the. I haven't bought an anime merchandise in years, and I have one of those.
1: Devianoi really seems to like the frog girl, apparently.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just know what you're talking about. Uh, her and uh, the other anthro uh, character in the show, which they've been shipping together. Uh, I can't think is was, that the pink one? No, the uh, the uh, the one that looks like a... Again, I'm awful at names. I watched the show, I just can't remember names. The one that uh, looks like a bird. Oh, okay, with the shadow, yeah, okay, I yeah. So it. they've been shipping uh, them together.
1: Oh, what what beautiful monster children they have! <laughs> That's so cute. Frogbirds, I, I,
0: frogbirds, yes. Big jumps and then they fly. But you know th- this this uh, this world doesn't make any sense. So if they did have any kids, they would like look like uh, tigers or kittens, right? <laughs> but I mean,
1: obviously we're in such a superhero culture now that uh, an anime that goes ahead and like takes as many pieces of all that as possible and tries to integrate it i mean every everyone's going to find a character that they're going to enjoy as opposed to something like um the second season with um uh, attack on titan where i think a lot of people were kind of like phasing in and out of that one
0: attack on titan season two yeah uh, Sora online. Well, actually, halfway through Sora, I already did Sora online. Yeah, we, we went through that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's a lot of them don't have good seconds. I'm I'm hoping for a lot from One uh, One Punch Man, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? I like uh, my hero act, and talking about like superhero culture. I like the fact that Deku is the generic anime hero, but at the same time, his uh, his hero, Almighty. Is the American oh. hero stereotype?
1: Oh yeah, no he he is so red, white, and blue, man. It's a, it's great.
0: Like everything about him is like Superman. He is proud. <laughs> he is so proud. It's like you know that like this is what they see, uh, um, like what how Americans picture themselves. <laughs> And and
1: just to say it, it, it's a little shady how they kind of went ahead and, like, you know, subvertedly said that, oh, he's only so proud and so strong for a short amount of time, and then he goes into this weak, scary
0: little skinny guy. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck, Asia? Come on! It's like, he used to be strong, but he changed. Yeah.
1: One one bad thing happened and all of a sudden he's a weakling and he's only strong when it like, it only really counts, but then you can always find him and like kill him if you really wanted to. It was like, fuck you. And then who was
0: the real power? The Japanese kid. Yeah. <laughs> who keeps breaking himself, but keeps getting stronger. We're going to so many meanings right now on the show. Yeah, it's I'm very, still going to watch it. So subtle. <laughs> so,
1: so subtle. Um... But let me think about, uh, let's see, what other
0: animes? uh, Uh, I actually like one that was, it's, uh, I think, more towards uh, women, but I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, The Ancient Magnus Bride.
1: Oh, uh, that's the one with uh, the guy with the goat head
0: and everything? Yep. Okay, yeah. So part of it is, uh, like, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, I don't. From a feminist point of view, I don't know how much I really enjoy it because <laughs> half of it is it's this woman who has sold herself into slavery and then is purchased by this uh, half human half demon or something like yeah, that. Like he's they a don't necromancer
1: really... or a wizard or some he, sort he, of a he's, cultist.
0: A, he's a mage. A mage, but they don't know what he is. He's not quite a demon. He's not. He's definitely not human. He's something, and he's purchased this girl, and he owns her. And but he gives her all these freedoms and stuff, and he's going to marry her, and blah blah blah. And it's like, this is a really cute and really great anime, and I like watching it. But something doesn't feel right about some sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like there wasn't so much of like good premieres this year,
1: and even then, second and third seasons are just really taking notice. Like obviously, the most recent season of uh, Food Wars. That was in the later part of the year, but before that, uh, I can't really say them too much was really sticking out. I know next year we're getting a lot of new second and third seasons of
0: popular shows, so next year is going to be off. I don't know if anyone really picked up on this one. I really liked it. Uh, new one that came out of nowhere called Recovery of an MMO Junkie. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched any of it, to be it, honest. It actually is really good, and it's not what you expect. It's not like the all the other animes, which is, we're in the MMOs, and this is how we act. It, it's about pretty much a woman who has just entered her 30s. She's kind of disillusioned with life. She's quit her job, and she's now decided that all the only thing she's going to do is just play MMOs. Hmm. And it's just her and like, her shyness and interacting in the outside world and just finding all this comfort and just playing an online video game and how much more comfortable she is there than the outside. And then it kind of turns into a slightly romantic thing where now she is running into other people outside and just her interactions with them. Aww. It it is a really good anime. So it's not like My Life as an Otaku or anything like that? I've never seen that, so...
1: Uh, I mean, it's pretty much the same uh, idea, basically, you know, a fanboy that's a shut-in, and then
0: he starts, you know, getting out more, but... Not quite the same, and in fact, she was on the outside, like, she had a job, and she was really good at it, but she's just, she's just disillusioned with it, she yeah. quits.
1: So instead of, like, singularly directional, it's kind of like,
0: comes in, comes out. Yeah, you have to watch it, understand it, and there's also a bit of a, I guess, a gender-bender thing in there that kind of, like... <laughs> kind of adds to the mix like her character in the anime is a male Mm -hmm. and she starts running into other people from that she plays with online who are look radically different than their characters too and it's just like this difference between your mmo friends and your real life friends well
1: i mean isn't that gaming in general like Mm whose avatar actually looks like themselves
0: exactly but it's one of those it's just kind of the interaction between real life and uh and the MMO life and just the differences in between and how she reacts to different things
1: all right actually to segue uh just to get out of anime for a second uh you're in review gaming I have been so obsessed this past month with doki doki literature club what you you haven't seen this no no oh my god this 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 game will fuck your life up it, it <laughs> It is so good and yet so creepy. Um, Basically, it's a game that's uh, been out on stream. It's been out for a bit. Uh, A lot of uh, YouTube players, you know, Let's Players have gone ahead and done stuff with it. I'm
0: going to just take over for a second.
1: Just keep going. Um, And basically, it's this game that plays off kind of like one of those Japanese uh, dating sims. You know, you go ahead and... You're entering into a club at high school and you have... Oh, I think I have heard of this. ...choice of uh, four different girls that you could start to talk to and get to know better. And you use poetry to learn about them and to relay who you like. Oh, and <laughs> And basically, it just goes off the fucking rails uh, at some point. And without spoiling anything, even though if you watch any of the uh, YouTube players... I mean, there are people that have already played through it the whole thing. It gets nuts, and I am obsessed. Like so much stuff so that I've actually watched, Matt Pat uh, Game Theory. Mm-hmm. I don't normally watch Game Theory because I think it's like you know conspiracy theory and stuff. But the stuff he's found out about this game, oh my god! I cannot wait. There is a next game that is going to be coming from the same oh, company, and it we is have... going to be insane.
0: Mike, did you notice we we haven't been? Oh, was that me?
1: Was that what you?
0: Uh. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. What? Oh, shit. I just realized something. I've been doing this really fast. Uh, so our audio may have been being cut out in and out during this entire episode. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought those, microphones, those microphones were all feeding into the... No. Oh. So that was me. Uh, Let me fix that. Even though we're two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> New technology oh. that I've been using for eight years.
1: Oh goodness! Actually, we're not even two hours in. anymore. Only like a little over an hour. I'm surprised. All right. So the
0: audio didn't get killed when up happening, though. Is probably our mics haven't been the only audio playing. So the audio from this and the audio from that have also been going in addition to the microphones. But so, that's why. I uh, mean, has it been delay or has it just been overlay? Uh, it's just been overlay. So if you jump to this camera, you're hearing this audio. If you jump to that camera, you're hearing that audio. So the audio may have changed through the episode. Doesn't mean we were dead. Except, uh, when I went to, for that split second to the Google stuff, that's the only time I think it didn't jump back over. Oh, okay, because more phones on that. The micro- microphone's actually going through? Yeah. So this is going to that camera, which is supposed to be where the audio is supposed to be coming from. And then as we go through like so here I'll jump to well now I I just fixed it so it's not going to happen anymore <laughs> but but basically as you were moving through the cameras it was going that and I have a backup that, that that's the thing of broadcast always have a backup so we're we're good if if we fix this in post again the tech guy but yeah th- this game
1: that I was just talking about Doki Doki Literature Club if you heard us if if you heard us <laughs> if you have not seen anything about it if you have not played it, it's actually free on uh, Steam. If you have a Steam account, go ahead, download it. Uh, play it if you want. Watch it if you feel safer that way. Because it gets into some crazy, crazy shit.
0: Uh, and yeah, I highly from...
1: recommend it.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think I did hear this now. It's like, it's a dating simulator, and as you go further and further in, it becomes like
1: a <laughs> <laughs> Again, not that I'm being sold by Steam Or by the you know the company that went ahead and created the game But it's worth the initial experience Trust me, you need to see it for yourself Even if it's something that you're already expecting Just seeing it Dude That aside um, This is actually the first year I've gone ahead and uh, bought a video game Oh really? What did you get? Uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it looked so much fun. Again, getting into the fact that we're in a superhero culture now, uh, and it was gr- it was great fun. Like there were so many callbacks to the television show. The fact that they even used the television episode to lead into the game, uh, the, the the premiere of it, and uh, I, I'm still playing it to this point. I'm, I'm actually probably going to go ahead and get the season pass, uh, get the downloadable content once it becomes available. Uh, and plus now I have the stick of truth because it came along with it. So I got to play that, uh, at some point too, just to see how all the other stuff came into play. Because really the game starts off as the other one ended. So it's very transitional. It's a nice story, good pacing, doesn't really get too convoluted, doesn't seem unnecessary in some places. Uh, a couple of the bosses can be a little bit like, you know, fuck you, but that's kind of to be expected. Plus... Probably the best villain that you get to play in the game. You get to fight Jared.
0: Shit. What? Subway. Really?
1: Yeah. Does he still have AIDS? Oh, yes. And so much more. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Oh, God. Just just his attack alone. Oh, my God.
0: I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask.
1: But now, gaming-wise, you also got to play uh, Super Mario Odyssey. How was yes, that? Yes, I did.
0: That is really, really good. Now, I, I should start off by saying I'm not like the I. I'm big into the video game culture, but I'm not always big into actually playing the games myself. So I, I kind of fall behind these days with everything else I'm doing. But I have been, as free time comes, playing Odyssey. It is a fun Mario game. I I really enjoy it. Uh, Some are
1: saying probably the best Mario game yet. Ever? Well really? yeah. I mean probably since uh
0: Mario sixty four, obviously. Nah, yeah, I I honestly have not played any of the three D games. I've just jumped in for the first time with the Odyssey, so but I'm you know, it's I'm having fun. Uh the the way I'm now approaching it though, because you saw me actually do a uh, when I first played it the first mm-hmm. time, I did a live play of it. And it's like I have to do all this stuff because people will be upset at me if I don't do all these things. <laughs> now I'm just like Fuck it, I'm taking the linear fucking path. I'll go. I'll backtrack later to get any shit that I missed. <laughs> except, except right now, I fell down a hole in uh, one level, and I ran into another Triasaurus Rex. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna throw my hat on this time. Except he's already wearing a hat, and the keep the motherfucker keeps eating me. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> so, that. Well, there's got to be a way to knock it off, right? I'm like never at the right angle. It's like I'm gonna throw the hat, and it just hits him in the teeth, and then he's like, well, now I'm gonna eat you. <laughs>
1: Dude, that, that's evil. That's great, though. Um, any other games that uh, came out this year that, uh, while
0: you say you're not the biggest into playing, would that Breath, interest you? I guess Breath of the Wild came out last year, so that was a last year game.
1: Um, I suppose... Well, wait, no. When did the Switch come out? The Switch only came out earlier this year, no? Uh,
0: Was it earlier this year, or was it like Christmas time?
1: I thought it was earlier this year, because I remember my friend Jen picking up one.
0: And I I don't know if it was necessarily a
1: Christmas thing. Hold on. Now
0: we're looking it up. Yeah. Uh, I did buy a Switch, though, too. So that's been uh, really fun. And actually, one thing I like about the Switch is uh, Nintendo is actually going to a lot of the indie guys. So there's a lot of really nice games I'm not expecting to be on there. I've never heard of. Um, What did I get on that? Oh, I know a good one. Uh, Which is surprisingly is kind of an indie game, even though it's not. Sonic Mania. That, that was a really fun throwback to the classic Sonic games. And it wasn't made by Sonic Team, so it was good. No offense <laughs> to Sonic Team, but all the offense to the Sonic Team. Um, ah!
1: It was unveiled in October 2016, but was released worldwide
0: March 3rd, 2017. Okay. So we can talk about that, and that was also, pardon me, a good game. Um yeah, no, I liked uh, Breath of the Wild too. But I have a terrible thing. I am awful with Zelda games. I have not finished any <laughs> of the Zelda games I've ever played. I have only
1: ever played one. You played one? I played one Did and Did you beat it? I I beat it. Um it was the that it was the one with like the little uh chibi link, um where he was traveling around in the boat. It was on like the three D S Oh,
0: uh no, that was after Ocarina of time. Majora's Mask?
1: No, no, no. Uh like Wind Waker. Or one Wind of Waker, that's it. Uh, maybe not Wind Waker specifically, but whatever one came after that.
0: Majora's Mask?
1: No, no, no. no. I, like, that, that had the little chibi link. Chibi. Yeah. yeah. Majora's Mask didn't have chibi.
0: I thought Majora's Mask was chibi link. No. Sure.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Skull Kid's a pretty tall motherfucker, so, I mean, he, he's just like regular Zelda at that one. Oh. Ah. Nope. No, I, I don't know, but I forget. But... I played that one I I did the little drawing things, I I shot the cannons on the boat and it was all fun. It it was cute. It was a nice little you know reason for me to get the the system, the 3DS. But outside of that, I can't get into Zelda games. Yeah. I I don't know why.
0: And Breath of the Wild's really good, but I guess like I'm a I'm a casual gamer. I'm a person who gets into video games cuz I need a distraction from life for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't like dive into them. And when it comes to Breath of the Wild, the only thing that both, like, turned so many people on and kind of turned me off is it's very much like Dark Souls, including even weapons. So any weapon you have, I think, except for the Master Sword, which God knows when you'll get that, will break on you. Yeah. So, so if I you mean, get a sword, like, yeah, I got this giant sword. And after, like, maybe 10 swings, the sword is done. Right. You got to be strategic about it, of course. So it's like I don't wanna think. I think for a living. I want I want something that makes me not have to think.
1: And hey, mind you, we're downplaying Breath of the Wild while we have a giant link on a shelf <laughs> from Breath of the Wild, just like yes. kind of like staring at us, shooting over at the television across here. Yeah. Yes. Almost <laughs> as like, you talk good about me or I'm gonna turn around. Can <laughs> we Can we show it? Yeah, there it is, right? Just staring at us in the face with its proud clue. blue tunic.
0: Yeah, there you go. Can't get a direct look at it, but that's it. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck a bunch of that. Then no,
1: no offense to the roommate. Obviously, you know he—that's obviously more his than anyone else's. I'm sure.
0: Well, no, he he played it and he really liked it. And uh, he, actually, if he was here, he'd probably do a whole bunch of games because he he has his own gaming channel as well. But uh, he's actually gone through all three Dark Souls now, which God.
1: Oh man. Right. I cannot imagine the investment in that. I cannot. I am sorry.
0: My, my only belief in that is uh, to kill the merchant. Right. And if you don't get that, you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> um, any other games that were good? I mean, I know games that I've seen that uh, came out this year that uh, look interesting. Stuff like... Oh, Cuphead. Oh, yeah. Cuphead looks great. Cuphead looks... So refreshing in regards to the animation style and everything. I, I like me being a fan of cartoons the way I am and of like the old school Disney cartoons.
0: This just it felt nice. It really felt nice. The only reason I haven't played yet because I'm still in a, a filthy casual mode, where I don't want to like do anything difficult. And they're like, it's a beautiful game that will put you through hell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it should. It's it's a it's bullet hell. It's a bullet hell game, which basically. is basically just like, kill this, kill this, kill this, kill this. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Oh, God, it's killing me. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I
1: always see it more as like a platformer, really, than so much a bullet hell game. Simply because it's not even so much about, like, how much you're shooting. Because with all the different gun types, you can easily just keep shooting and shooting and shooting throughout the whole thing. It's just a matter of your placement. that The way you have to, like, jump and dodge and through that, you have to focus more on that than the shooting. So I really see it as something like, you know, akin to like a really heavy
0: platform game. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's still like, the the game is primarily boss battles. Well, with, yeah. With, I mean, that, with a few linear's thrown in.
1: Yeah, and that's just so you can upgrade your weaponry, obviously. But I think that's part of the appeal of it. You know, everyone always looks forward to the boss battle. And here, it's nothing but boss battles, but so many different kinds of bosses. It's like... There's no set pattern that you can really practice or put on repeat. You have to obviously adjust yourself for every single boss, and that has such a level of difficulty in itself, let alone how much they're throwing at you every time in the the three, four stages of each boss i mean it's it It's something for casual gamers and also pro gamers, which very few games you can say are that. mm-hmm that, that is true. Um, other games that have been good, that I've at least seen, not necessarily played, uh, Life is Strange, Life is Strange looks good, uh, I kinda like it when it was played on the React channel, um, Nier looks good, uh, apparently, uh, the, the one in that, the, the blonde with, like, the whole black outfit, that's, like, the breakout character of 2017,
0: I, you know what? I don't think I got into Life is Strange because it was just so over-promoted on Twitch. It's just like, play my game, play my game, play my game. And it just made me go, I don't want to play your game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: any, any of those games, kind of like Doki Doki, where like it's choice-based to a degree. Mm-hmm. And whatever you choose does actually have compli- consequences and complications as opposed to something like you know Mass Effect, where what you choose doesn't even matter. <laughs> Uh, this it, it does show a, a significant amount of difference based upon how you go about it, and I think just going along for that ride, whether you're watching it or you're playing it, it's something more immersive than you've been able to get in past games, so while, yes, it was heavily promoted, but, I mean, there's a reason it's been heavily promoted,
0: because every experience is going to be different. Uh, yeah, but, I don't know. And I guess, like, other games like Overwatch were also overly promoted, and they they're still very popular. Well, was that a, well. a game
1: this year or was that more last year?
0: Overwatch. Uh, it was last year. That's okay. why I'm not. I'm I'm just doing a comparison. I'm not actually talking about it from the standpoint of oh. of. Uh, I'm just just the promotion. I Although only know I did get into about. paladins. So, I don't. What's paladins?
1: Uh, a cheaper free version of Overwatch. Ah, yeah. So if I can play for free,
0: fine. Although
1: you know what i have a really fucked f- up.
0: You know what else is a cheaper free version of Overwatch? Team uh, Fortress.
1: (laughs) Granted, yes. And Lloyd knows people love the Scout more so than anything else. Uh, Even the Heavy isn't as popular. It's all about the Scout. Just running up with the baseball bat.
0: Sorry, anyway, I interrupted what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) For a dumb joke.
1: No, no, no. It's it's completely true, though. That's the thing. I mean, Overwatch is so overblown. uh, No pun intended with the over. But uh, that's pretty much where it comes from. I mean, really, the only hype about it is, like, the new characters. However, Paladins, the game I've been playing for, like, the past few years, like, ever since the summer, it is a more recognized competition game. Like, esport-wise, people are going towards Paladins more so than Overwatch. And I think that says something. Even if it's a free game, the fact that if you do the mechanics right, people will flock, regardless of whether or not you have to pay for it or whether or not it's flashier graphics, and, you know, it's all about the experience. Although, I have to say, Paladins, you've been fucking up the system lately. Keep it simple because you're messing with me with the card system, you're messing with me with the fact that I can't get into my VIP, you're messing with me with the whole jewels thing, taking away from the everyday uh, routine of logging in, and I was trying to get my crystal so this way I could get myself a new fucking outfit, but I can't do that now, because you went ahead and messed it all up in the last update, and this OB64 that you're putting out, looks like it's going to be even worse, so get on your fucking horse and start working!
0: <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, I just love your rant. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> me up, man. It's, like, it's getting to the point where it's like I can't even play anymore because it's so broken. It's, it's like if they don't. I know, but still, I don't care if it's free, man. It's You're just on.
0: lucky there's not three pop-ups every five seconds. Don't jinx it. Okay,
1: I've got that out of myself. I'm good. I'm good. You're sure. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All right. So, uh only last topic I can possibly think of. You interview, TV, which
0: I'd say TV is something that we focused on uh, pretty regularly on yeah. the show. You know, our first episode we talked about Orville, and since then I haven't heard much about Orville. So really? yeah, so because it is pretty much one of the top shows of the season. It, was it, or did was it big at the beginning did Did it get better? Yeah, yeah, and it, it really hit a
1: stride like I'd say mid season. I think around episode five. And even the, the final episode, which just premiered a couple of weeks back, still pretty good. It's a fan favorite, and it's definitely huh. getting a second season. Nice. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's even funnier, because one of the episodes that was supposed to premiere this season got held back, so it's going to actually be part of the new season coming in. It doesn't affect the stories or anything. And... Just like
0: a one-off that doesn't really
1: interest. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting enough, I'm sure. But, I mean, they they really took some chances, obviously, but... I I think it started to figure out that balance of when it can be funny and when it can be serious. And there were a couple of standout episodes that I really liked. Um, the thing is, I haven't heard too much about Star Trek Discovery lately. That's the thing. So I don't know how that necessarily did on the app. I'm sure that's the only reason people went on the CBS app. But I don't know what the future is for it. I think... They said even if there was going to be another season, it's probably not going to be available until 2019 like a lot of other seasons are, like Game of Thrones, uh, like uh, Stranger Things. A lot of popular shows that aren't going to be around next year at all, which you know says something for what everyone's been uh, producing and where all of our television is coming from, whether it be Hulu or Netflix or HBO app or whatever. So many dist- different places you can come from. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. I actually watched. That is some deep shit, and I can understand why it's been winning the awards that it has. And it's I can't wait for a second season on that one. Uh,
0: Defenders, uh, hit and miss. I, I think all the Marvel shows that premiered this year weren't bad, but they weren't great.
1: I'm I'd like to think that Agents of Shield has hit a series
0: high. I, I was talking about Netflix. Oh, um, Netflix shows.
1: Well, I mean, really, we only had the two. We had uh, Iron Fist and Defenders. And... Well, no, Punisher. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. We, we we squeaked in Punisher, which I still haven't seen. I apologize for that.
0: Uh, it was good, but it was like that first episode kind of gave you the Punisher feel, and then after that it was drama.
1: Well, yeah, I know. You had the
0: the review oh, on yeah, the that's last right. month. But, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I well, and they're going to be ending now soon anyway. I think the only thing left... Oh, actually, I have one more subject. Can I jump out of TV? Uh we can jump out of TV for a second, yeah. Uh, comics, because apparently Marvel is canceling a shitload of comics. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what uh, Luke Cage um, is
0: done. Gwenpool. Uh, Defenders is done. Gwenpool is done. And actually, I felt really bad about Gwenpool, because the writer on it, uh, his name is uh, Chris Hastings. Uh, was a uh, creator one of my favorite web comics of all time, Doctor McNinja, and he actually wait. What? Th- there's a comic called Doctor McNinja. Yes. Oh, I will go in detail about Doctor McNinja if you want me to talk about Doctor McNinja. The doctor who fights with his uh, the uh, the ability to both heal and hurt, who has fought uh, ninjas that use uh, chainsaw nunchucks, who was taught by the clone of Benjamin Franklin. Whose father is also a ninja who escapes other ninjas by setting himself on fire because they can't catch you if you're on fire, and has once punched a pterodactyl in the face. But with the Mick Ninja, is he Irish? Yes. Very okay, Irish. I'm on board. Very Irish. <laughs> I am on board. You see, he be- they became ninjas when uh, pirates invaded Ireland years ago, and to fight them off, they were taught by ninjas who had, had settled there as well. So it became the Great mcninja Irish Ninja Pirate War.
1: Sad thing is that historically, possibly happened. <laughs> there's probably like some town in like county court where there's like a couple of Asian people and like a little hut that they just nobody bothers with.
0: But it is it is like one of my favorite comics of all time, and it's it's weird as fuck. Yeah, I think it helps start like the whole entire Axe Cop. Uh, think about about what other weird. Uh, adventure brother type stuff so almost like uh cartoonish yeah very cartoonish very off the wall but at the same time it's a linear story so everything makes sense even though nothing makes sense
1: yeah it's not like every one off comic or anything like that there is actually like next episode next episode next episode sort of yes thing.
0: and my one of my favorite characters who looks like the uh the king from burger gang but his name is king radical and he is one of the best characters, I think, ever. King Radical? King Radical. Oh, Radical. From the Radical Kingdom. Oh, okay. Come the on. most radical man in the Radical Land. Oh, my God. It is an awesome comic. It is that free. That makes me want
1: to laugh and cringe at the same time. For
0: anyone who has never heard of this and is hearing about it for the first time here, it is free. DrMcNinja.com. It is very well written. And is created and written by the same person who did every Gwenpool comic. So, I'm okay, just
1: so, I, so I can see where the humor comes from, certainly. Yes. But
0: that's unfortunately being ended. Yes, which makes me sad, because he actually ended Dr. McNinja this time last year to focus more on his career, which involved Gwenpool. Now that Gwenpool's out, it's like, well, now I feel kind of bad that uh, I don't know what he's going to do next. I hope he has another job lined up. Mm. Personally, I hope he makes more McNinja comics, but <laughs> that's just me. Well, I mean, with... I
1: mean, what the what was the big thing for Marvel this year in comics wise? Uh, the legacy thing where they were bringing back old and new version characters and the whole uh, shot off with uh, Captain America being part of Hydra and the uh, Secret Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it, Marvel Comics didn't really hit a good stride this year, and I think that's noted even more so with the fact that DC actually has had a pretty damn good showing. Uh, Between the the metal, with all the different Batman, and uh, Doomsday Clock alone, those two series have really put DC in
0: the limelight. I gotta get back into DC. I kind of fell off because they're moving at a uh, a snail's pace with the the fucking Dr. Manhattan storyline. When when did they start that? Two years ago and we're still waiting? (laughs) Um...
1: So well, I'm being I think only last year was probably like the mere mention. I don't think they were doing anything. But last
0: year that. we mean 2016, and we don't mean like the end of 2016. We mean no, like, yeah. No, so no. almost there, like a year been, and a half to two years ago. There's been some alluding to it, yes, but but it's it's just been like such a like I said, it's, it's very slow. Um, but yeah, I I heard of uh, Bat Metal or Metal Batman, wherever it's. Batman Metal. Batman Metal. And that that's the one where it's like, he, he's a regular Batman, but he gets infected by a gas from the Joker, which turns him crazy and makes him almost like a Joker Batman. That's one of the Batman. That's the, the Batman who laughs.
1: But the thing is, there's like this whole dark multiverse sort of thing going on. This dark universe that all these other Batman have uh, concluded into. There's the... The Green Lantern one, there's the uh doomsday one, there's the Aquaman one who was actually Aqua Woman. Uh and, and they've all been brought together by the Bat God. The Bat God. Yeah. Uh was it? Uh Barbados or Bat Barbados or something like that. But yeah, it's this demonic bat god and again, spoilers, but they just had the comic come out just recently. Where they alluded to the fact that this Bat God is the the whole reason that we even have Batman. Like, he's the one who put Bruce Wayne on the path to become Batman. So he's going to take the mask off and it's going to be Bob Kane? No. (laughs) Maybe Bill Finger.
0: (laughs) It was my idea the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) I made Batman. That's, That's
1: so funny but fucked up. Um but, yeah, no, the, the, like, they've pretty much made this guy be, like, he's the reason behind everything. And uh, from what I hear of the next episode, or the next issue, uh, they're bringing Sandman into play. Huh. Wait, what? So, uh, Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, yeah, I know Sandman. what
0: you're talking about. I'm just like, wait, really?
1: Yeah, they're, they're bringing him in. Damn. So, yeah, they're, they're really getting deep with this. So, I mean, they're, they're, I like that DC is actually going ahead and doing what the movies aren't. They're actually spreading themselves out and incorporating more characters that they do have at their disposal as opposed to just relying on the, the old standards. So the fact that they're bringing in the Watchmen, the fact that they're bringing in Sandman and they're trying to integrate everything and make the universe uh, a little more simpler as well as complex, I like that they're actually messing around with it to that degree. They're pretty much messing around with their universe in a way that Marvel... Uh, for some reason, hasn't been able to really do well lately. So, kudos for that.
0: Hmm. Nice. Well, the, then again, you know, a lot of uh, other people are not uh, too happy about the these mixings. <laughs> Alan Moore. Well, uh, that, that's fanboys in general. I, I mean, Alan I mean, Moore's a fanboy?
2: To an extent.
1: I mean, I I'd like to think he has some devotion in regards to, you know, what he does. So, yeah, he's probably maybe a little bit too sensitive.
0: Sorry, sorry, I hit my microphone.
1: But, I mean, I'd have to say, like, society as a whole, fanboys have probably been so vocal this year. Whether it be television, whether it be comics, whether it be movies, they are the mighty minority, I'd hate to say (laughs) it. (laughs) There's a new name for them, the mighty minority. They have to be, because, obviously... When these things are put out into the ether, when they're put out there for everybody, the fanboys are always the most vocal. However, how many of them are actually, like, diehard, dedicating everything they have to it, uh, financially, time-wise, all of that, as opposed to the regular, non-committed consumer? You know, that you're trying to put out something that... Everyone can find something to enjoy, but the ones that are the most vocal are always the ones that at least find something to hate rather than something to like. And it, it, it's killing everything let now. The, let the hatred flow through you. Oh, don't, don't start with the Jedi shit. All right, we're not getting back on that. <laughs> and, and, and it kind of hurts. It, it does. Because I, I consider myself a fanboy to some extent. I'm sure you do too. I'm sure Mike probably even does to some extent with regards to whatever he might like. And it's hard for us to go ahead and like stuff when you have so many people being loud with their dislike. It'd be fine if it was like on even pace, but people aren't as loud with their like of things, unfortunately. They'd rather sit and watch the dislike and then comment afterwards and and, you know, repeating what other people have said rather than having their own opinions. And that kills me. Whether it be wrestling, any other media, it's always the obnoxious loud ones. And hopefully in the next year, we can get out of that trend. Because I almost hate to say it, and I know you never want to get political, but if we didn't have Trump as president, the mighty minority probably wouldn't feel as empowered. That That's my two cents. I ain't nothing. <laughs> well, at least I know you're not
0: completely disagreeing with me to that, but... I'd either agree or disagree. No, there we go. I cool. say nothing. You say nothing. <laughs> uh. No one to shut up. Or you say stupid <laughs> stuff like I said a little earlier. <laughs> uh, but,
1: uh, anything you want to throw in? Anything you want to add? Anything uh, you want to talk two about? Two plus two is
0: four. Well, uh. I walked into that one. I really did. Uh. Uh, from this year, I don't know. Um my brain is fried. we should all work for ourselves. Um, that's actually really why I want to do, and I'll talk a little bit about personal things like uh you're talking about you want to do your own little setup uh well, the one that we originally talked about where I'm main studio is my room mm-hmm. uh, and you have your own space i really I almost kind of want to get my own studio, but it's one of those things where you look into this business ego is it gonna really make any money is mm. like here here's a question for all of you would you pay to have someone do your podcast slash video there you go i don't know who's going to answer that probably no one but that that's that's something i kind of want to do and at least you know what that's what we should do what we're talking about this year in review what about next year what what what's our plans for next year we we talked a little bit about I, what you wanted to see from the show moving forward mm-hmm. uh I personally as a personal goal, I want to try to do more productions, but I would kind of want my own personal space to do it.
1: yeah, no, I mean, everyone should have like uh their their workspace, you know it, it'd be great if everyone had like the the foam on the walls and was ready to go down for anything. You no, know, each but... one
0: of those is like sixty to two hundred dollars each one each panel of that which is like a square this big. uh-huh. How much is it? like sixty to two hundred dollars each? 200
1: dollars each yeah for what you could essentially take like an
0: old foam mattress and fuck it up a little bit and put it on the wall kind of but you know there's other tricks too people want to be like marker where they do the entire freaking wall mm-hmm. you you don't need to do that you just need select places that like where echoes will happen and that will do it or you could just be like a hoarder and fill your room with shit. And and that'll also block out the sound.
1: No, that's what they do at kind of like the movie theater. Like, if you actually go into, like, a movie theater, like one of the actual theaters where the screens are, uh, you'll see diffuser panels on the walls. Now, it's obviously not covering the whole thing. It's kind of, like, spaced out, where it's, like, you know, brick, space, brick, space, brick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's essentially the same idea of, like, somebody going ahead and putting all the A-cartons on their walls. It's just the fact that, I think they probably need to be replaced at this point because the movies keep getting louder and louder, and I don't think ours are thick enough.
0: Oh, uh, I got one for Star Wars. Uh, I'm not going to go into any spoilers about Star Wars. I went to Regal Cinema, uh, your competitor. I'm not not saying who I work for. I'm not saying who I work for. He works works for a chain that is not Regal, obviously. (laughs) I'm not saying which one. (laughs) Could you guess which one? Shut it. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway uh, yeah, they 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 uh, realized the surround sound. Now surround sound is beyond stereo. It's like you not only have your front left and right, you have your sides. So all the side audio stayed in place. We heard all this beautiful music, and then all the audio which is coming from the front was dead. <laughs> so so essentially, for a bit of Star Wars, it became a silent film.
1: Yeah, no, that that that's not good. Uh, th- did they at least fix it mid-movie or something or They
0: kept trying to refix it and finally at one point it just kind of stayed in place and we're like, "We'll live with it." Really no one asked for their money back? I'm surprised no one did. Ah, oh, shit, I should ask for my money back. Bye. <laughs>
1: But, um, okay, so you're talking about your own studio space. Yes. Uh, whether
0: or not that would be your room is... Uh, At this point, be- I think I'm going to roll out my room because it's... Uh, I, I rent out uh, just a small little space to live in, and I had big goals originally, like, well, this is going to be my studio space, my editing space, my <laughs> production space, my business space, my bedroom space, my, my living my space. space. My MySpace. Uh, and then I realized after a while, it's like... No, there's a bed here and a TV, and that's what it is. <laughs> that's 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 essentially all it is. I so I kind of want to do something, but it's one of those you got to kind of think about smartly, because I've seen people who will go and like I'm gonna rent out my own space, and after two months, like I have no money. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like a rental space like that only
1: works if you know you're gonna have steady income to be able to supply it. Mm-hmm. and that's only based upon how your whatever content you're doing how that brings it in. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't know if that's something you won't even want to look into with this because I know you said that you were just wanting to do this for fun. And that's pretty much what we've had. We've had fun for like the past couple of months really getting into like a a mood a mood with uh how we approach things or how we don't plan things, however it may go. Uh and certainly uh, from the first day that we did it to what we have now, it's grown leaps and bounds. So where do you want to take it in that regards? Do you still want to just keep it as is or do you really want to make it a thing?
0: I I honestly don't know. Uh, and and I had this I'll, – we'll, I'll throw out the discussion that I had with these guys off camera, on camera, because, hey, you're our audience. We You should – you're, you're year, a part of this well. too. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm not sure what to expect of the show. If you look at it, hey, we got this three camera set up, but we're really talking about a lot of things. A lot of other YouTubers talk about, and it, it's hard to say what how can we be different from everyone else other than just being who we are. Right. So adding that little bit of Jersey flavor. Exactly. That that, that flavor could be a little, little strong though at times. <laughs> and that's how we do it, you know. Do it. I don't know. I'm putting like I'm not. Which here. stereotype do we want to go for? The Italian stereotype, the Italian mob stereotype, the Italian uh, uh, Kevin Smith stereotype. I think he's Italian. Maybe. I don't know. I, I thought he was like Irish. Is he Irish? Maybe S- he's I, Irish. Smith, the you Irish stereotype.
1: <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I...
0: You get three stereotypes in New Jersey you're either mob, uh, Jersey Shore, or Kevin Smith. <laughs> Which I'm not even sure Kevin Smith is a type, is it? I feel like it is, because it's, it's very Jersey-based. You know it's Jersey-based, but it's very different than the other two. Okay, okay, I could see that. I could the see The Jersey that. comic book geek. Right.
1: And I think that's, I hate to say, probably what we are more like. Um, I mean, in my mind, the Jersey stereotype isn't so much based upon nationality. The Jersey stereotype is based upon attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar attitude to New York, but probably uh, a a little more. But we're
0: not New York. Uh, But but we are New York.
1: But we're not New York. It's a a little more laid back. Because I think the New York stereotype is, you know, always go, 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 go. go, Fuck you. Go, 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 go. Jersey is like, eh, fuck you. Eh. You know? We're, We're a lot more relaxed kind of people, but we're still very strong with our opinions.
0: Can I just point out I may have pointed this out in the other episode, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But I just also like the fact we're talking about New York and New Jersey. Uh and even though we're the same country, we're almost like two separate countries to a certain degree, two separate cultures right next to each other. Two separate states. Uh yes. You could say that as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, you could. Uh but you know, another thing, and I say this as in I uh someone who descended from the Irish, uh, I do sometimes kind of confuse the accents of the Scottish and the Irish. Even though they are different, they do have a lot of similarities there. And both countries aren't too far away from each other. With that said, I did find some uh, humor in the fact that a Scottish person decided to make a uh, documentary on Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. that. That's good stuff. And the accent for every person from New Jersey was a very New Yorker accent. <laughs> <laughs> So like Jay, uh the car- guy who played Jason Mewes was just full on Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. How
0: you no, doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, would Snotch, Snotch,
1: uh, Snotch.
0: right? <laughs> Actually sound just like that. Yeah.
1: No, no. It was a good movie though. If you ever get the chance to see it, it's a little black and white film called Shooting Clerks. Uh it's done by a Scottish uh, you know, production company. Uh, pretty good stuff. Very good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. Really I might even do a review questions. on that on Stardust. actually. I'll you know, try to you know promote it a little bit because I don't think it's really gotten any uh, mass appeal except maybe here in the state simply because of Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely some things that people should watch because they really executed it very nicely.
0: It's really good. It's But you know what happened? One of my favorite documentaries, real documentaries, that one was an autobiography yeah. uh, pick, I said doc. uh, The Snowball Effect. Pretty much everything they said in there was just from the snowball effect.
1: I'm sure, yeah. They probably took a good amount of uh, reference from that, but that's the thing. I mean, w- with an independent film like that, how many behind-the-scenes things can you do?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, but, I'm, no, seriously, have you ever seen The Snowball Effect? I have not. I will I'm, not. I'm going to ask you and the people watching, watch find the documentary called Clerks, The Snowball Effect... And then immediately watch Shooting Clerks. Shooting Clerks is pretty much the uh, the fictionalization of the snowball effect, because they pretty much go through everything on both ends. I can understand that.
1: Although, I mean, you could make the argument it's the same thing with like the Disaster Artist that just came out. Yes, you know the yes. the, the, fi- the fictional version of the book based upon the behind the scenes. Of videos that were also taken mm-hmm. of
0: the room it probably is which is i don't know i haven't had a major appeal in seeing the disaster artist oh it's good it is good Cause most of the stuff i'm seeing is just them kind of reshooting sections of the room that's
1: pretty much it but i mean it's the behind the scenes stuff that's like crazy well it's
0: because tommy wasso is crazy yes and, and mind you, this is How fun old are here. you? Oh, I'm your son's age. You're not my son. You now.
1: are not my age. No. <laughs> you have to look at it from our perspective. We, we're two people that have gone ahead and we have done our best in filmmaking thus far. Uh, very independent, very low budget, and doing the best we can. And we see the kind of crazy fuck that Tommy Wiseau is with his potential $5 million budget on this film.
0: And we're like, Oh, personality. <laughs> it's know, like, knowing the right people and knowing how to lie just right.
1: <laughs> it's like, if my waist could handle it, I'd wear more belts? Sure, I probably need to in order to keep the pants up. But I would never be as insane. It's it's essentially like, uh, what to do, what not to do in filmmaking. But, seriously, James Franco, this is like some of the best acting I've ever seen him do. And I'm not exactly the biggest James Franco fan, but he pulls off were are so spot on. <laughs> like, even the accent. It is just awesome. But uh, maybe that's something else we should also think about doing for next year. Because I don't know how many projects you've been involved in. I know the amount I've been involved in have been minimal. But I think we need to talk to some other people. And we need to get another film going. Uh, I know that might be... Uh, I need the time. Yeah. And,
0: and hope maybe money.
1: <laughs> well, I, I understand. I'll do it. I, I know you had a money. bit of a case for... Uh, I know you had issues when you did like stuff like faceless and stuff like that. I understand. Um, but I feel that even if it's as low budget as possible... I'm not even talking like a 28-minute epic where we have to go ahead and do a fundraiser for like $4,000. But... I think something needs to be thought up and said about talking to some of the right people and actually getting a production off the ground this year. I'm game for it if I have the time and the money. Of course, of (laughs) course. The time being, I think, more of the essence for you than the money is. Because, you know, let's face it, we can always work on the cheap. We can find ways. But it would be nice if we also got paid or had other people paid for it, too. Oh yeah, that
0: would be uh, very nice. Yeah. I this it'd be nice to turn this into a business. It's just turning into a business. I you can turn... I don't know. I I'm talking just to talk right now. I know.
1: <laughs> There's ways and means, but obviously um just roundabout uh everything. The only way we succeed and the only way we uh get to do anything more than what we're doing is because of people like you anybody that's possibly watching the live stream right now anyone that's watched any of the past episodes anyone that follows us on Facebook or is subscribed on YouTube or who knows maybe we'll put some other social media out there Instagram Snapchat who knows whatever seems most appropriate it doesn't work unless everyone's involved you know so hopefully as we come into a new year and we have our plans and aspirations, you do too, and hopefully you come along with us. And uh, I'd like to thank all of the fan base that's actually been out there since day one, uh, that's put in their input when necessary, that's uh, gone ahead and shown your videos to other people, uh, that's actually, had to deal with Cameron's us, life. that had to deal with us being long winded, uh, probably more so me than JT, but. You know, you're giving us the platform to go ahead and say what we feel and hopefully you relate and just a really big thanks for just being there. That's probably the best that a lot of people can do and probably the most anybody can do anyways for anything. So just being there always helps.
2: Yep.
0: And uh, I guess I'll... You, you pretty much said it all. I can't really say anything else. But anyone who does watch us, I, I do thank you for watching us and being with us and everything that Ryan just said. And I think I met a, a few people because it's some of our friends. And uh, I probably pissed you off since, since uh, you became fans. But, uh, again, thank you very much for watching. And uh, uh, we hope to give you more episodes as uh, I'm not super tired and can actually set shit up. <laughs> Yeah, I
1: was about to say. It's like considering your state of mind, your, what you pulled off today. Like you need to be sleep deprived more often.
0: <laughs> this is my anime next level building. <laughs> <laughs> if for anyone who's ever been to anime next, I used to be the head of tech there from uh, I think twenty twelve and twenty thirteen. Uh, I used to do that half asleep. <laughs> well, I also had a, it. Also helped to have a team of twenty four really good engineers with me as well, but. Yeah, no, 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 help always helps. Actually, a funny story, uh, and uh, I think it's time for probably us to wrap up, but uh, I'll give a convention story. So I, as I just pointed out, I used to do Anime Next. Uh, we used to run a smaller one called Manga Next for any of the anime fans out there who may have gone to that event. Hmm. The very, very last one we had, which was 2012, I was the head of the AV tech team for. It was my first time actually running the team. And strangely enough, it was harder running that than for the 15,000-member uh, con. Why? <laughs> uh, first off, we did not have... We had an outside help for our stage uh, for Anime Next, uh, a team called PCA uh, here in New Jersey. Uh, if uh, if you have the money and you want really good audio, they're, they're amazing. But uh, we did not have the same thing for Manga Next because it's a much smaller convention. But uh, the guy who was running for the first time that year decided... I want this, but I want you to do it cuz mm. I don't have the money. He's a nice guy. I don't know if he watches this stuff too, but uh but he he was very ambitious the first year and it was just so crazy cuz he had so many ideas and I'd be like just poking at him like okay, well if you want to do that, you have to tell me what I need to buy. And he would just I would be trying to nail him down. And it came to the point that There's another anime convention, just jumping from anime convention to anime convention here.
1: Which I did not realize there were that many in this area. There are a lot.
0: Well, actually, this one is in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Uh, Katsukan. And uh, I was helping Katsukan the week before Manga Next with their library, which actually I worked a shift from 4 a.m. to uh, to 1 p.m., then went home, packed my bags, got in a car... Drove down to pretty much Washington, D.C., stayed up, had to help them set up the library. We finished 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, So I guess I was up from 3 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the morning the next day, just doing all this stuff. How I've (laughs) never seen you drink a Red Bull is beyond me. Because it will give me a heart attack. And then uh, that entire weekend while we're doing the library, I would hide in the corner and finish planning uh, Manga Next. So literally, the week before Manga Next, I was still planning all the tech for Manga Next and wow. where all the equipment because we still had it, we had to pick up the equipment from the storage unit, drag it onto a truck, drag it to the event, place it where it needs to go, build it out, sort of like the setup here, and then make sure it all works through the weekend.
1: And that's why this guy is the show. <laughs> that that's why. With, without him, I'd probably just be on like a, a, a webcam just. Hunched over and shit. Pretty much
0: are on two webcams. Well,
1: but I'm not hunched. This is true.
0: This yes. is true. All right, with with that, uh, I am tired as hell, and I still have to say hi to people for the holidays. So. And
1: I still got work to go to for Christmas Eve. Uh, hopefully it's worthwhile not wasting my time, and I can actually well, get out holidays. early. it's the
0: holidays. It should be pretty quiet at your work. Where do you work again?
1: Shut up. <laughs> but... On that note, again, thank you, everybody. Uh, We look forward to seeing you sometime in the next year, whether or not it's January, February, depending on the weather up here in Jersey, we don't know. Uh, The snow can come down and be a vicious mistress. But uh, for now, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa. If you did celebrate Hanukkah, hope it was a good one. It just ended on Wednesday.
0: Happy Festivus and Happy Rusev Day. And my name is Ryan Big O'Regan. My name is JT,
1: Video Geek JT. We have uh, our uh, guy in the back there. One, one more uh, happy holidays or good night from you, man. Okay, he's waving. He's, he's waving. <laughs> Mike's good.
0: And until then, happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays, everyone. Catch you later. Peace. This hat is so warm. (laughs) You're wearing it in the wrong place. Oof.